This is Football Friday Night on Mix 96, WKOV-FM, Oak Hill, a Jackson County broadcasting station. It's time for Football Friday Night in Southern Ohio. Mix 96 FM, Total Media, and Jackson County Broadcasting proudly present Jackson Ironman Football. Tonight's broadcast of Ironman Football is brought to you by Sheward Folks Insurance, Belicio Foods, Ohio Valley Bank, Liella Lanes of Wellston, Paisley Permanent Cosmetics, Atomic Credit Union, Agent R Block of Jackson, A&A Truck Stop, Dave's Custom Butchery, Dan Daly State Farm Insurance, Nimco Propane, Four Winds Community, Riser Equipment, McDonald's of Jackson, Queen Bee Cleaning, Miguel Christian Salon and Day Spa, Osborne Equipment Service, Jackson County Banking Center, Darrow Insurance Agency, and Light New Cleaning. Jackson Iron Men Football is also brought to you by Gallia Vinton Educational Service Center, Temple Fitness, Auto and Truck Tire Center, Iron City Implements, Wagner Rental, Jackson County Health Department, Glass Garage, Holzer Health Systems, Howard Hanna Realtors, Higgins Steel Roofing, Dunaway Motorsports Garage, Infinity Insurance Solutions, Honda Suzuki Polaris Can-Am and KO of Jackson, Red Wolf Dog Kennel, General Mills Totinos, Webb's Heating and Cooley, Angles Garage, Brian Moore Construction, Dakota's Roadhouse, Gillum Insurance, sponsor of the Player of the Game, Hothead Burritos, sponsor of the Coach Andy Hall pregame show, and Monroe Collision Center, sponsor of the Collision of the Game. Now, with all of the exciting action of Football Friday Night and Jackson Ironman Football on Mix 96 FM and around the world on the Total Media Radio app, here's Dan Dobbins, Dan Morrow, and Pete Wilson. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to Jackson Ironman Dan Dobbins along with Pete Wilson and Dan Morrow. And tonight, the Ironmen are on the road once again to take on the Tri-Valley Scotties in Dresden, Ohio, home of uh, the uh, Jack Anderson Stadium and a beautiful little stadium. It's got the turf and uh, smaller stands than Jackson, which uh, the Ironmen looks like they brought a good contention. Well, big big home stands, big size home stands. Uh, the visitor stands, not normally enough for a Jackson contingent. Uh, the band squeezed in over there on some smaller bleachers, but room right now still in the stands for some visitors, even though I see more red jerseys getting in here, red shirts getting in here all the time. Tough, tough drive here. It's not an easy way to get to. We've talked to people that have gone two and three different routes, and everybody kind of saying the same thing, shaking their head, wow, that's a road trip, but... You know, we made it safe. Yes, we did. We're here, and we are proud to bring it to you. If you didn't make that road trip, um, two quality football programs here. Both teams coming into the, this game. The Ironmen are smarting from that last week's uh, 29 to 26 loss at home. Their home opener, senior night, to the Ironton Fighting Tigers, and uh, the Scotties bounced back. They took a 28 nothing. 
lost. We've never went to the sales, and last week they came away with a six-point victory over Licking Valley. Licking Valley, they got a big win there. They kind of righted the ship there a little bit. Always tough to play the sales. I don't care what's going on. They're a little bit younger this year. The Scotties, they graduated a big senior class last season. Remember, they only had one regular season loss last year, and that was down at Alumni Stadium against our Jackson Ironman. Got beat in the playoffs, ended up 8-2 on their season. That's what they expect. MBL league that they're in, they've won or tied co-champ nine of the last 11 years. They, uh, they, they just do it right. They, they, they love their football. Very similar to the Jackson Ironman program. Without a doubt. Look to the south end of the stadium and you see all the playoffs, all the, uh, the years and the, MVL champions uh, ranging from 1999 up to 2018. Yes. It's going to be a good night for football, a little warm, but uh, as the game goes on, it should be a comfortable night. The interesting field, they got the turf, everything's pretty. Like I said, it's a, it's a neat setup, and like, I, and like I said, this is a very good football program. Just in 2017, they were in the state finals. Um, that tells you a little something. Somewhere we want to get to someday. So they do it right, we do it right, and it should be a great match up here week three. Well, right now it's time for the Hothead Burritos pregame show with Coach Andy Hall, and we'll go downstairs, Dan Morrow and Coach Hall right now. Welcome to the Coach Andy Hall pregame show starring Jackson Ironman head football coach Andy Hall and myself, Dan Morrow. Tonight's show is sponsored by Hothead Burritos on East Main Street, Mild to wild, and it's a great place to eat. We really enjoy it. Thank you, Hothead Burritos. Coach, last Friday night's 29-26 to 26 loss ranks right up there with last year's Ironton game as far as painful. But it stands as one of the best games, hardest hitting, um, two teams competing high school games I've ever witnessed. Just the wrong team won. Right, you know, it was a slugfest. You know, I was really proud of our kids and how we came out early. You know, we decided right before kickoff that we were going to onside kick. We put, um, you know, Jacob Winters there to kick off, and he did exactly what he was supposed to do. We, we you know, we, we get the uh, we get the kickoff uh, back, and then, you know, a couple plays later, we throw a touchdown pass uh, to Brody Butcher, and we're up seven nothing. Um, you know, later on the drive, and the next couple possessions, we throw another touchdown pass to Brody Butcher, and. You know, things are rolling. You know, we're able to score, you know, 26 points in that first quarter. Uh, we gave up a few big plays to the Perkins kid, who's, of course, going to UC for a reason. Um, but it was a back-and-forth matchup, you know, very physical game. Uh, when you look at the end of the first half, you know, we're up 26-14. We're feeling pretty good about things. We, you know, trying to make some adjustments at halftime. But, you know, I was just really happy to, you know, when you look at the crowd, and it was a packed house. Um, you know, both teams represented well. But, you know, this was a game that, you know, all of our kids had earmarked, you know, from last year. And, you know, in the first half, things were going pretty well. Well, it, you, you mentioned halftime. In the first half, four touchdown passes. You mentioned two to, two to Brody Butcher, one to Eli Broerman. My gosh, that was an effort play he made there. One to Jake Wood on a great catch. That's four touchdown passes, but there's only one common denominator, and that was quarterback um, uh, Jacob Jacob Winters really throws the ball nicely and really had us out of the out of the shoots well yet last week. You know, it was probably one of the best performances and a half for a quarterback that I've seen in many many years. You know, most of those throws that he had completed were under duress. Uh, he was able to put it around the money. The, the throw he threw to Jacob Wood for a touchdown it was a big time Division One college throw and. Um, 
you know, it was just one of the situations where we were given just enough time to make those throws. I thought the offensive line, you know, held up pretty well with a lot of pressure early on. Uh, and like you said, you know, back and forth matchup is 14 all after the end of the first quarter. Uh, it might have been the longest half I've ever played in high school football. It seemed like the half, you know, I thought the game was over with. And we're only at halftime, but. Uh, you know, we went going at halftime. Like I said 26-14, feeling pretty good about things. Uh, and then the second half was a little bit different story. Well, the whole different story is the fact is, once again, stat-wise, we beat Ironton on the field. I mean, our stats, we're listening to this, um, 44 carries for 224 yards rushing, opposed to 33 carries for only 99 for Ironton. We, you know, more than doubled them rushing the football. 22 first downs to 18, 62 plays from offense to 49, 432 yards to 342 total yards for Ironton. Um, problem was turnovers five for Jackson and three for Ironton, and that was uh, we lost four fumbles in that stretch. And boy, that's that's the difference in that one. It was, you know, we had two fumbles inside the five yard line. Uh, one we looked back on film, you know, I know Jacob's knee was down on the one yard line, but you know, still you can't put the ball on the ground. But uh, when the four fumbles just killed us, we had to fumble right starting the opening the, the second half, which really set the tone. I thought, you know, one of the things that I was really upset with with our team is we didn't handle the adversity very well. Come out of the third quarter after that fumble, you know, our defense hung their heads. The first play, we gave up a touchdown pass right off the bat. Now it's 26-21. Uh, field possession really hurt us in the second half. We were playing behind the sticks almost the whole second half. And uh, once we finally got out of the, uh, you know, past the 50-yard line, we fumbled the ball again. Um, you know, it just turnovers killed us. And in a big game like this, you, you can't win the game any game when you turn the ball as much as we did. And at the end of the game, we still had a shot to win it. You know, we had the ball with a minute to go. Uh, you know, two-minute offense. We had one timeout. We marched all the way down to inside the 20-yard line on a fourth down play. We have, you know, Eli Berman open in the back of the end zone. If Jacob just has an extra second to be able to extend his arm a little bit more, just underthrew it. The, the Wilson kid from Ironton made a great uh, play at safety and, and undercut the route and was able to pick it off, you know, on the five-yard line. But, you know, we, so we had one pass away. We ended up to win the game at the end. So, you know, our kids didn't quit. I was very happy with the effort. Uh, we had too many missed assignments. Um, that upset us, you know, as a coaching staff. But again, the turnovers really hurt us. But, you know, at the end of the day, it was a great high school football game. You know, two teams just giving out their heart and souls, you know, for each other and competing. Um, it was a very physical game. Uh, you know, both coaching staffs are, 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 are you know, we nothing in the playbook was left behind uh, Friday for sure. And, uh, we tried to give them a lot of multiple looks, so I thought gave them problems early on. And, Again, proud of our kids. Another year of playing Ironton and outdueling them in the stat department. But the one stat that counts is the scoreboard, and we came up short, you know, again for the second year in a row. Young man who is making an interesting stat line that we just can't miss on is the fact that Brody Butcher catches two touchdowns early in this contest. That gives him in his career seven touchdowns in a total of eight catches over two years. Very interesting stat. He was five for five last year. Right. You know, he's a kid that. You know, he makes big plays. He understands uh, how to go target the football. He's able to get open. And I know that Jacob has a lot of confidence in him. You know, he's not the biggest target in the world, but he's, he's you know, he deceivingly fast uh, and able to get behind people, and then he goes up and gets the football. And, again, like you said, he had a couple catches for two touchdowns and, and uh, really was a factor in the game really on. 
least three players or Division One athletes out there last week, and obviously Jacob Winter is one of them for us. Had a fabulous game. We've already touched on that. You mentioned Ty um, Perkins. What a special player he is going to UC. But the young man Keys, Joaquin Keys, it's going to Wisconsin as a running back. I watched him run the first couple plays. I thought, oh my gosh, we're in trouble. But I tell you, our defense did a heck of a job. He had 20 carries for 90-some yards, but he's special, and we really worked him hard. We did. I thought A.J. Denny and uh, Dave Norris had great games of defensive tackle. They both were able to, to high-low him on, a, on an ISO play and, and decleated him. I already thought that set the tone, you know, uh, for him, you know, I thought that you know we were able to contain him. Like I say, he's going to Wisconsin for a reason. You know, they have you know five Division One kids on the team. Uh, their nose tackle, who gave us problems in junior, he's you know he got committed to Kentucky. Um, you know, he was a dominant factor on defense for them. But you know that you know, you're talking about a team that's picked to win a state championship in Division Five, um, and I felt like we outplayed them. You know, I thought that you know if we don't turn the ball over, we're probably two touchdowns better. Um, our kids play their hearts out, but you know, that's what happens, you know. So, you know, this week is learning experience of being able to handle adversity a little bit better, and we're hoping, to, you know, tonight against a really good Tri Valley team here at Dresden High, you know, here in Dresden, that uh, we have our hands full, and hopefully, we learn some lessons and we'll come out better tonight. Well, you just mentioned it, Coach. It's September second, and we're already talking about the third high school football game, which is. You're very unique to me. It used to not start till after Labor Day, and now we're in our third week this week. Um, we're on the road, and this is a road trip. I know when we go this far away from home, there has to be a lot of planning involved in a game like this. You know, this, you know, you know, Pat Stevens and I have been talking for months about how to travel and what we're doing. And, and like I said, we, you know, we left at school at 1 o'clock this afternoon, and, you know, we stopped at, uh, at a rest stop outside of Buckeye Lake there on Route 70. Uh, we fed the kids, and uh, you know, we, we had back about an hour left to get into the high school. Um, you know, they've been very accommodating. You know, giving us travel plans and helping us out. You know, this is you know, again, it was a three-hour trip, and 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 I know that even though we're pretty far away from home, we'll bring a great crowd tonight. You know, I know we'll have you know, Ironman Nation will will, will come out in droves and. But it is. It's tough. You know, this is a, a storied program. They were in a state championship game just five years ago. You know, this is a great stadium, new turf. And, you know, the stadium is old and a lot of tradition. You know, they'll pack their place tonight. So, you know, we have our hands full, that's for sure. But that's what we signed up for. We understood that our first five games leading up to the conference were going to be as tough as they've ever been. Um, and this is what we, this is what these kids and our staff signed up for, and we have a great contest tonight. You know, last year Tri Valley ended up nine and one. We're the only loss that they had. Um, so you know, there's probably a little bit of revenge on their minds. But again, Division Three, they're in our region. It's a big contest for us. Well. They're becoming kind of a common opponent. Third year in a row we've played them. Two years ago we lose to them in a heartbreaker in the playoffs, 14-12. to 12. That one I remember very well. But they were unique. Last year they became a last-second substitute for the Jackson Ironmen, and they agreed to come to Jackson last season, and we were able to avenge that loss from the year before with a 24-3 win on our turf, and now we reciprocate and head back up here. Right, you know, we, we were both open week three. You know, last year was just a last-minute deal. Licking Valley had some COVID issues, so we were pick, pick up Tri-Valley at the last minute. And then in the offseason, I saw him in the state championships. We talked about, hey, let's try to maybe play again at some point. You know, we're both the same size, both story programs. 
and it just so happened that they had lost their week three opponent. We were looking for one, and we just, you know, we talked, and I say, hey, you know, we we owe you a return trip. You came down the last minute, and so I think it's just an honorable thing to do to come back to you, and and so we get a chance to come out here tonight and play in front of a great crowd and, and an atmosphere that these kids have never been, you know, part of this far north. Playoff type atmosphere when you think of these two programs going against each other. I think one of the things that's going to be interesting tonight, you know, how do we react on that kind of bus ride? You know, our kids, a long bus ride does as Western Brown seems like it's forever. Boy, this one's a lot longer on there. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the kids react coming off a heartbreaking loss and getting on that bus for that many, for that long a trip. You know, we hope our seniors, you know, that's why you depend on a big senior class to, to lead your, your young people through the adversity like this, you know. When you look at the schedule, we knew this was coming. And, you know, we challenged our kids throughout the week to, you know, put last week behind us and to get better and improve for this week. And we're playing against a whole different opponent. You know, Tri-Valley is a spread offense, a little bit like we'll see next week with Western Brown. You know, four and five wides, throw the ball around everywhere. A little different than what we saw last week. So, you know, it's a different opponent. Um, you know, it's time to turn the page, uh, put the past behind us, and we have a long road to go, a really tough schedule, really exciting schedule for our kids, and, and this is just another one of many uh, big contests. Tri-Valley had a fir- tough first week. They open up with the sales. They end up losing that contest, and I think this is a young Tri-Valley team overall, but they bounced right back against Licking Heights last week with a 27-21 win, and Licking Heights usually pretty competitive. They're really good. We had that film on a trade, and I tell you what, they had athletes. My Lord, they look like a Division One college offensive and defensive line, but you know they were able to squeak that win out on the road, You know, playing at Licking Heights and, and – uh, big game for them so they're sitting at one-on-one tonight just like we are you know before both of us get into league play this is a big non-league contest and it's a measuring stick like you said a team that traditionally is a 9-10 win team every year they had won nine games last year so you know a a big uh, big opportunity for us to kind of get back on the right track of things and and hopefully we can do that well you know you're we're sitting here saying they're a traditional 8-9-10 win team they're sitting there saying the same thing. So that's a good thing. It's a great matchup on there. Game plan, offensively, what do we want to accomplish tonight? Well, I think our play-action pass game was really good last week. I think we want to continue to do that. We were very balanced. We, we had rushed and, and passed for over 200 yards on both side, you know, both ends. And I think we need to continue to do that. You know, Jacob Winters, of course, a big part of our offense. But, um, you know, getting our more of our running backs involved, I think, you know, we want to try to get – you know, Nolan Johnson, a few more carries tonight. I thought that, you know, Kay Wolford played well until he got hurt. You know, Eli Berman had a great game, you know, as well. And so getting those three guys involved. Um, Formation-wise, we'll do a little bit of different things this week than we did last week. Uh, but, again, we've got to be multiple. we got to be able to, you know, as, as always, be able to run the football first and then throw second. But, uh, you know, play-action pass game was good to us last week. We hope to get that better, you know, get that going again tonight. And then defensively, you know, we got to stop the spread offense. You know, this is a great test for us to lead them to next week with Western Brown. So we're going to see, you know, four wideouts, five wideouts, no huddle, spread. Uh, we got to tackle in space. We have to understand our coverage responsibilities, uh, get some pressure on the quarterback, but understand that we have to defend all 53 and a half yards wide and 120 yards long uh, tonight. So it's a little different monster on our defensive side. You know, you mentioned Cade Wolford. He's been explosive in some exciting plays this year. But a young man who's really stepped, Eli Broerman, his 
touchdown catch last week, and now all of a sudden, back-to-back weeks with interceptions seems to be right in the middle of things all the time. He is. I tell you, he's just a warrior. I mean, he's a kid that he's a coach's dream. You know, he uh, he plays both sides of the ball. He's tough. He you can count on him on, on almost every snap. You know, he understands what we're trying to do. He's very smart on the football field. He is. He's a quiet leader. He doesn't say a lot, but he's you know he's in the right spots. He'll play anywhere you want. He can catch the ball in the backfield. He can run the ball. He can block as a fullback. He plays a good, good strong safety. He can play free safety. I mean, he's the kind of a do-it-all type guy. And, and uh, he had a great game again last Friday and, um, and so forth. So, again, it's going to take efforts like him and others to really step up and, and get this win because, you know, we're playing against a really good you know, high school football team that's well-coached. Uh, well disciplined, has good team speed, and I tell you what, it's it's going to be another close contest. You know, the people that can make up, you know, make this trip tonight are going to see a great football game. Huge crowd last week, and we on the home side, we watched a lot of activity down on our bench the second half. It was like a mesh unit, kids in and out, banged up. Boy, our, our, our doctors and our, our trainers, they were working on them continually, but uh, how are we injury-wise after last week's game? I think overall, a lot better than you think we'd be. You know, Cade, we're worried about Cade's ankle. Um, you know, he's going to be a game time decision. You know, this evening, but uh, he looked better as the week went on, practice wise. Early on, I think he'd play at all, but you know, tonight he has a shot. Uh, most of most of our situations were, were more of cramps, and that's something that we can control and our kids can control themselves. Uh, hopefully, we've done a better job this week hydrating and getting ourselves ready. It's going to be another hot night tonight. But uh, like you said, a lot of it, it was a very physical ball game. A lot of bodies laying on the ground at times for both teams. But uh, I think overall, more of our pride, probably more than anything else, uh, was hurt, and you know, we can recover from that pretty quickly. So, and we're in need to tonight to come back with a win like this. Overall, pretty good week of practice. Not bad. You know, I think Monday the, the hangover, of the loss, kind of affected them a little bit. Tuesday kind of dialed things in. Wednesday had a good practice. And then Thursday, our pregame, I thought we were more crisp and, and understand our, our responsibilities. So, you know, it's, it's time to execute. You know, I thought at times last week we did not execute as well as we should have. Again, it's learning experience. We saw a lot of film, uh, a lot of correctable mistakes. You know, tonight, I mean, when you have a senior team, I lay it on the seniors. Say, this is your, this is your team. This is your last shot and a great season. It's time to make the corrections. It's time to lead the group. And, you know, I think they'll do that. Coach, good luck tonight. This is a very big game for our Jackson Ironman. I think we got to take care of business on the road. And as you said, probably as exciting of a 10-game schedule as we maybe have ever had. And this is one of the big ones right here tonight. It is. It. I mean, you look at our schedule, I don't think there's any downtime at all. Uh, but, again, uh, a team that's fighting for playoff points, they're the, they're, again, they're in our region. Um, it's, it's respect in the sense of that part of the state of Ohio. Uh, a storied program. We're both going at each other. You know, this is a big, this is a big game tonight. Best of luck. We'll talk to you in the post game show. Stay tuned for more pregame activities with the voice of the Jackson Ironman, Mr. Dan Dobbins, and the best stat man this side of the Mississippi, Mr. Pete Wilson. Back here at beautiful Jack Anderson Stadium in downtown Dresden. Very nice community. A community that takes their football very serious. They've got the MBL champions down there. As we said, they have won nine of the last 11. And then two years before that, they won again. So that's 10 championships since 2007 within their league. This is a very storied football program, Pete Wilson. And it should be a lot of fun tonight. The Ironman taking on a very good other high school program. 
Uh, not, of course, a lot of history between these two teams. They've only played uh, two other times. Uh, Tri-Valley came to our place and won uh, in the playoffs as the lower-seeded team, 14-12, but then an irregular season game that really wasn't on the schedule to begin with, but that was a makeshift game. Jackson had their one of their best games, defeated Tri-Valley 24-3. to That was the only regular season loss to the Scotties. Really, these two teams kind of mirror each other as far as their status. Uh, uh, perennial playoff teams both ways. Uh, the Scotties are, are, are opted in the hunt for the Muskingum Valley League Championship, too. I know they've circled this one on their calendar, Dan, because of the loss last year. However, they are kind of reloading a little bit. Uh, 19 seniors graduated last year. Uh, a lot of their uh, skilled players are underclassmen, and that includes their sophomore quarterback, Max Lyell. Of course, they lost their first game to the sales 28 to nothing. Not really any shame in that at all. But then they bounce back next week against a pretty good program, Licking Valley in neighboring Licking County. Defeated them 27 to 21. Got up on them early and held them off in that game, Mr. Lyell. And this is a passing team for Tri Valley. They're going to spread it out, and they're going to throw the ball probably three out of four times. At least that's what the early history is. Lyell threw through 343 yards and four touchdowns uh, in that game. Um, no, I'm sorry. He threw through 248 yards. The team as a total had 343. So you can see uh, only 95 yards on the ground in an offensive type game. He was 15 out of 22 throwing the ball. Now he is going to throw to four or five different receivers because they're going to send four receivers wide uh, on most uh, on most uh, snaps. Uh, their leading receiver last week was Ashton Sensenball. He is a junior. He caught three touchdown passes, caught five passes overall uh, for 108 yards, but there are other guys who can catch the ball as well. Uh, the Ironmen, of course, Dan, uh, have uh, got Jacob Winters back there at quarterback. All he's done in two games, by the way, as we look at a battle of quarterbacks here, Jacob's a senior, Ohio University signee. In two games, he's gone over 200 yards. Both games has a total of six touchdowns and one interception. And we all remember the last the interception, which was such a tough play for him. He uh, got hit right in the face as he was relieving it, and that's how the game ended against the Iron Tigers last night. But, you know, talk about the Ironman schedule. We've talked about it all year long, how solid the schedule is week in, week out, playing extremely good football teams. And even though the Tri-Valley team might be reloading with younger players, as you mentioned, this quarterback obviously is a very big talent. Uh, yes, he is. A, a rangy guy listed on the roster at 6'4", 205. You figure he may be very special there before he graduates. And, uh, definitely they are a passing team and look for him to be in the shotgun standing back there a lot like winners and throwing the ball over the field. Jackson won the toss. They have decided to defer so they will be kicking off. Tri-Valley is in the all-black uniforms, gold numbers, the Ironman in the white jerseys, red letters and red pants and we're going to turn it over to the voice of the Jackson Ironman. Mr. Dan Dobbins, it's kickoff time, Dan. It certainly is. And number 31 for the Ironman, that's Billy Hay, the six foot two oh five sophomore, will kick it off. Standing deep for the Scotties of Tri-Valley. Number four, Jaden Walker. Number 21, Rake Durst. Last week, the Ironman deferred when they won the toss. And wow, did it work on the onside kick by Jacob Winters. The Ironman connected there and got that early score. Let's see what they do here. Hey, waiting the official's whistle. And there it is. The game is underway. It will be a short kick, taking it to the 23-yard line. 
left side of the field and running down fast. Take that tack. Landing Kate crisps him up. That's where the Scotties will take over. First and 10 from like the 35-yard line. Little thing, but a big tackle there by Landon Camp because it was a short kick. We call those the pooch kicks. And he was ready to head up. He'll probably get him to the 40 to 45-yard line. Landon really hustled down there to make the tackle at the 35-yard line. Line of scrimmage is the 35-yard line. They go to the south end of the stadium. He just mentioned Max Lyle as the quarterback. It's the sophomore works out of the shotgun. Their pistol formation. And there's a pitch right side with some running room. Breaking through his dirt. Then he's got a first down right at the start. The 45-yard line. Took that pitch and cut it up inside. And well, the, two, the, first down. the two gentlemen that made the tackle are the two we don't want to make the tackle. That was Eli Broerman and Jacob Winter. Mike Baker starting for the Ironman up front in the nose guard position. David Norris, A.J. Denny, the two tackles. We will have Brody Butcher in there, and I'm trying to see it will be uh, Drew Wiley will be the other inside linebacker. Cornerbacks Jake Woods and Bo Landrum. There's a first and ten. The pass out in the flat to the right side is complete. Hauling that in, number 22 for the study. That's Hansel Hauling. He's a senior. Picked up about seven yards on that first down carry and for catch. And now these studies are in the Army territory. And the other outside linebackers will be Landon Camp. We mentioned him on the kickoff team. And Braden Powell. Walker goes wide to the left. Just formation. And takes a snap as Lyle. He hands off the Durst in the backfield. He's hit once and then tackled at the line of scrimmage. Could have got him right on the fifth year. Loss of two with the Ironman. He sheds that tackle and the Ironman collapsed on him at the uh, 49. So thank you, loss of one. David Norris and a host of the Ironman there involved in that tackle. First really good snap the Ironman about defensively. So he put him in that third and three situation. They're on Jackson's side of the 50-yard line at the 48. This is a distant away. A little late start tonight. 7.30 kickoff. Slot to both sides. Empty backfield. Lyle takes the snap and looks right over the middle. The ball is going to be incomplete at the 44-yard line. It would have been enough for the first down had uh, Ansel Holt been able to pull it in. Brody, bring up a fourth down and three. Brody Butcher in there on the coverage. Kind of was there quickly to kind of force that incomplete pass. The Ironman will see the punting team come out for Tri-Valley. Brody Butcher was our uh, Gillum Insurance player, the Game Award winner last week. Holmes averages 37 yards per punt. It's a good snap back from center. Nice high kick. The Ironman let it bounce and take the Scotty roll down inside the wow. 15, the 10, and all the way down to the 6-yard line. Well, Pete Wilson, get your math skills out. We discuss them every week. 42 yards there on the kick and about, uh, what, guys, 10 yards on the bounce there as it hit in front of the Jackson return men. Uh, they would have had to field the punt with a guy breathing down their neck. They didn't, and uh, Jackson will have to start from their 6-yard line. That sounds a little familiar from the second half last week, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Well, Tri-Valley got a first down, Pete Wilson, but then the Ironman tightened up. The Ironman will start from the six-yard line, all on the left side of the mark. Wood comes to the left side, Stapleton right, under center, taking winners. He fumbles the snap and then falls on it. That'll be a loss inside the five as Nolan Johnson in the game to start. 
he was going to, Coach Hall said he's going to get more carries and opportunities tonight. You know, the, the question was, Cade Woodford was a game-time decision, had the injury last week, didn't play much in the second half. We're going to see how much we see Cade, but uh, we'll try to get the starting offense out here just on the next snap. Winner's now in the shotgun, but he's beat her on the goal line. Wide out to the sides, he takes the snap, looking right, and the ball will be nearly picked off, and that could have been a pick six as number 22, Hansel Holmes, stepped in front of that pass, and at the 10-yard line, could have walked into the end zone. Good coverage there, a slant pattern to Jake Woods, but the pass a little behind him, and the only people got hands on it was a Tri-Valley defender. Offensive line, all seniors once again, Nate O'Brien, David Norris, Tylen Messer, that's the center to your right side of the line. Tonight getting the start, Allen Adams at the, he's a senior at the left guard position, Trent Evans at the left tackle, Brian Braden Stapleton, uh, Jake Wood, the wide receivers, Brody Butcher, the tight end, Jacob Winters naturally a quarterback, Kate Wilford, Eli Broerman, and Nolan Johnson all going to be in the backfield. Third down and 12, pitch to the left side, getting the, out to the nine-yard line, brings up Wilford is the ball carrier. There's Nolan Johnson. Nolan Johnson. Yep. Six and eight look so much alike yes, way do. up here. Don't know how much we'll see um, Kate tonight, so we'll see. I think Nolan Johnson's going to get an opportunity to do get some carries tonight, so that, that's out. great for the sophomore. Three and out for the Iron Winner stands in the end zone to punt it away. Scottish a good, good field position, and Winner takes a few steps and then gets off a good boot. And fair catch called for at the taken at the 48-yard line. So an excellent kick um, by punter Jason Winner. Scotties will have it first and 10 at their own 48 yards. Pete Wilson, is that going to be the boot of the year for Jacob Winters? I think that was an excellent job out of our end zone. 44 yards, and it was uh, it was uh, way up there, too, so there was no chance to return. May the returnee have to field the ball, and uh, instead of having the ball, you know, inside Jackson territory, they're going to start on their own side of the field at the Tri-Valley 48-yard line. Trent Evans with a good snap from the center position into that sec- indoor end zone. Second possession for the Scotties. Empty back. Backfield for Lyle. He takes it and then the quarterback keepers. He takes right up the middle and into Ironman territory. Picks up the cause the yardage tackle by that is uh, Andrew Davis, who has a different number tonight, but he's getting snaps in there at the inside linebacker position. Pick up a five yards on that first down carry. No score here. 8:30 remaining in the first quarter. At the Dresden Tri-Valley High School. Well, when a team spreads you out like Tri-Valley, if you have a mobile quarterback and he has to scramble or on a designed run, it's a little looser in on the inside. Wide to the left. And now a pitch to the right side to Durst, and he finds a hole. He has yardage down inside the 45 to the 43-yard line. Looks like he may be just shy of the first down, meeting about a yard to go. You see where the mark is. Jake Wood first to get up there and hit him and had help a lot of help by three other defenders. Let's see. They are going to mark him a little less than a yard to go. It is only third down to probably this field position. They're thinking two snaps if they need them. We're going to see this very same offense next week with West Brown coming to Jackson, so this is a good workout for us. Empty backfield, and Lyle will keep it. He has the first down. He's 
gets the quarterback delay draw on as he picks up yardage down the inside the 40 to the 39-yard line. Young man named Drew Novak will be in Alumni Stadium next year. He does or next week, and he does the very same thing. Will look to run, especially on third and short situations. Their sophomore quarterback just did the very same thing. Move those yard markers, and they get inside the 40 mark at the 39-yard line, and it is first down for tryout. The Scotty, the Scotty, the Scotty. 7:35 remains in a scoreless first quarter. Dry Valley. Here's the take the pitch to the right. Counter back to the left. First with the carry. He'll pick up about a yard, maybe two, no more than that, as he goes over the left side of the line. Back-to-back tackles by Braden Powell. That one is very short yardage gain, giving maybe no gain on the play. I thought we got a good mark there. It looks like it's second and almost ten. It will be as the uh, Gotties come to the line of scrimmage. Second and ten from the Ironman 39-yard line. Once again, empty backfield. Max Lyle, number nine, sophomore at quarterback. Sends a man in motion, takes to him the inside screen. The catch is made. Sail on his feet, and then a big hit at the 33-yard line by the Ironman. Well, Jacob Winters delivered a big blow and knocking him back as reception was made by Jalen Walker, Jaden Walker. Big hit by Jacob Winters. Boy, when he's in that free safety position, he's lethal back there. Bubble screen by Tri-Valley. We missed the first opportunity there. There was a chance. That could have broken, been a huge play, but Winters comes up with a big open field tackle. Well, from the left hash mark, third down and three. takes the snap and he'll keep it and run and he's going to be knocked down in the backfield by Braden Powell. That's a loss on the play all the way back to the 45 yard or 35 yard line. Braden Powell been awful big here in the first two series of this contest. Now all of a sudden Scotties are looking at what? Fourth down and five and they bring a lot of new bodies in but they're going to play for it with this field. Nope, they got the punting team in there. I'm very surprised, Dan. Jack, Jackson has Jacob Wood. Watch a fake here on that side of the field. It's a slow snap, but it gets it away. And the Ironman trying to let it go into the end zone, and it does. It goes into the end zone for the touchback. And the Ironman will take uh, the ball at the 20-yard line. Pete, defense stepping up so pretty good here in the first quarter. Right, looked like Tri-Valley was in business there on a second and short, third and short. And then the Jackson defense gets a good... Um, gets a one zero play and then a minus two and then uh, are able to uh, force the force the fourth down punt. Very surprised that they didn't try to go for it there. Uh, the coffin or the attempt to try to pin Jackson inside the ten yard line fails as the ball bounced into the end zone. Give Holmes credit for a thirty four yard punt. Jackson's second possession. Winners take snap and fakes it and they'll help keep it take off and run. He's got some, got some running room and then drag down from behind. No, he stays on his feet and he picks up 12 yards for a first down. They say there's a fumble on the field. Was he down? I think they, I They're saw the signal that he's down. They're saying he was down. Turf would have caused the fumble. So it should be right at first down yard. He's needed by Jacob. He carried tacklers along with him the last five yards. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. One official definitely pointed to the turf. Another official has overruled him. And it'll be first and ten for the Scottish. They take the airman has fumbled twice already in this game on both possessions. They wow. recovered their first one, and then the second one, winners left their 12-yard run. Off 
picks it up, and Scotty's will take over first and 10 at the Ironman 30. Jackson fans remember the four fumbles in the second half last week. They were very painful to bring those memories up, and the Ironman's still fighting that fumble bug a little bit here. Let's see if that defense can step up strong again. No score in the game, 0-0. Zero, zero. First quarter with 5-14 remaining. Here is Tri Valley High School. Jackson fans have filled up the visiting stands. They aren't very big, so it doesn't take much for us to fill them up. On the pistol formation, Lyle takes the snap, pitch to Durst, right side. He misses great one tackle for a loose one player, and he gets inside the, third, the 25, down to about the 23-yard line. That looks like a pickup of maybe seven yards. Jake Wood comes up, makes the tackle, but boy, they get to the outside. They're pretty quick. Coach Hall said they were quick on film, and uh, they are proving that. And boy, they've had tremendous field position here in this first quarter. Ironman defense trying to hang strong in there. We've had no field position, but obviously the one turnover has hurt us very badly. And three off the 23-yard line of Jackson. Lyle, play action, rolls, under pressure, throws out in the flat. It is caught at the 18-yard line and dropped. Making the catch from number 19, Tanner Newton. And he has the first down. Newton was well covered by Braden Powell, and I'll tell you what, that was a perfect touch pass by the sophomore quarterback to lay that one in there. He put it the only place he could have for the man to make the catch, and it's the first down at that 16-yard line, and boy, they're knocking on the door now. Those ball resting closer to the 15 as they break the huddle. Lyle, Lyle looks every bit of a solid quarterback as a sophomore, doesn't he? he certainly does. Hand off to Durst, busting up the middle, breaks through a tackle. Now penalty fights come in from all over the place as Durst is tackled at the line of scrimmage by the air. Nolan Johnson hitting first at his outside linebacker position, then Landon Camp brought him down, and the flag comes in that holding area. And I think Pete Wilson, the line judge there, tried to signal holding to the head referee, and if so, that will be an advantage for the Ironman to back him up a little bit. Tried a couple of flags there, and that holding calls because Ironmen were there at the point of attack, and of course the lineman for Fry uh, Valley trying to free the runner there a little bit and got the... Offsetting. Offsetting. Come on. He's a face mask against the Ironman, holding on Tri-Valley. That nullifies it. We'll go back to first and ten again. 4-0-4 remains first quarter. No score, but the Scotties of Tri-Valley High School are threatening first and ten at the Ironman 15-yard line. As they break the huddle. This is formation. First with the deep back. Max Lyle, the quarterback, play action, looking right, throwing it into the end zone, off the fingertips of number 22, Hansel Holmes. Good coverage there by Jake Woods. They lobbed it up in the corner of the end zone, trying to go for all the marbles there on first down. Woods was there also. Pass goes incomplete, second down and 10. Now down to 350 remaining. Clock is stopped on that incomplete pass. Ironman at those field position now already being very critical here in this first quarter of play. Not crossed the 50-yard line. And we deferred, gave it to them. They've had the field position. Then we turn it over, and it's been all Tri-Valley field position. Score still stands 0-0. Lyle with the snap. Hands off the Durst. Coming around the end, right side. Turning the corner and being tackled at the 11-yard line. Jake Wood the tackle four. It'll be third down and six for the Scotties. 
Number 79 for the Scotties is a right tackle. Had a great block on that play. Allowed them to turn the corner, pick up five big yards. Third and six. He's a 6'5 tackle, and he looks tall out there, doesn't he? He, he does. He moves the ball to the right hack. Mark. On the shotgun formation. Miles. Looking left, throwing it over the middle, and the ball open in the end zone. Incomplete. Intended receiver number 23 right there. Uh, Ashton Simpson ball. Uh, he had split the two defenders for Jackson Dan and over his head. Ball a little behind him. He got one hand on it, and I'll tell you, it wasn't far from being deflected over to Bo Landrum, who was right there. Could have picked up a huge interception in the end zone. Couldn't quite get it, so we're looking at fourth down. Let's see the Scotties appear to be getting a call in from their side. Line. Coach Cam Smith, third year, he's been there. He's following a, a gentleman that went into Coach Buttlebrook, went into their Hall of Fame tonight. Here it is, fourth down and six. Ball at the 11-yard line of the Ironman. Lyle from the gun, takes a snap, play action, looking left. Now he'll force out of the pocket, throws it upfield. It is caught at the five, run out of bounds, and that will be a first down and goal for the Scotties of Tri-Valley. Wow, Jackson could not get any pressure on Lyle. He stood back there for what seemed to be an eternity. Obviously had good coverage in the secondary, but you let a quarterback stand there that long. He finally found a man out in the flats, was able to get it to him, and it is first and goal just outside of the four-yard line, right actually on the four-yard line. Boy, there's been a lot of pressure on our defense here in this first quarter. Certainly are they. Not broken yet, but they've been. Here's the... First and goal from the four. Lyle, he'll keep it, and he'll take it to the three-yard line and driven backwards. Big hit in there. A.J. Denny, big hit. Also, um, uh, Andrew Davis put the real hit on him, knocked him back. He got down to the three, got a gain of one. First quarter rapidly coming to a close, 240 remaining. There's no score, but Scotty's looking at second and goal from the three-yard line. Ryan Taylor got the snap. He was playing nose guard that position. We got Baker back in there now. They'll keep rotating that spot. Highland Messer in there at one of the down tackles on this snap. Nope, I'm sorry. It's more. The it's, it's still north. Winding down for the Scotties. And Miles takes the snap. Hands to Durst. Round the right end. And he will be hit. And he will be taken down inside the one-yard line. Scotty seemed to think it was a touchdown. No hands have gone up that we have seen. The band is playing their fight song. It's over in the corner that we can't hardly see. Yeah, the official closest to the action said he was down inside the one. Boy, it's right. It's just inches away, and we sure saw a lot of snaps from about the six-inch line last week. Let's see if the Ironman can make something happen. Here will be third down. They haven't laid the football down yet. Let's see where they put it. Reset the play Right on the one-yard line. This the formation. And here's a snap back to the quarterback, Lyle. And Lyle fights his way, fights his way. Still not in, and he did not get in. It will be fourth down and goal from the one. 6-3 quarterback. I thought for a second he was going to be able to get the ball over the plane. Ironman defense stood strong. The defensive front, just about everybody involved in there. Baker along with Norris and like A.J. A. Denny, and wow. Looks like they maybe lost it. It looks like maybe, maybe just a, maybe a third of a yard maybe is the way they've got it marked. 
yards. Away they got to mark it. Fourth down. Inside the one. Big, big play. Less than a minute remaining in the quarter. They've already concert, converted one fourth down in this drive. Let's see if the Ironman can make a play here. Two out wide to the left, one out wide to the right. This is the formation. Play action. They dump it in the end zone. It's up for the touchdown. Basically, a a jump pass, the old Tim Tebow kind of jump up in the air, a hot pass kind of situation. Went just over the outstretched arms of one of the Jackson defenders and falls into the receiver's hands in the back edge of the end zone. And the Scotties draw first blood. And they have dominated this first quarter with time of possession. Time of possession, the airmen with four plays offensively, sir. Wait a second. There was a flag. Did not see that. Wow. They take the touchdown off the board. Fourth down, back at the six-yard line. Boy, shows what we know, don't wow. we? Wow. Did not see a flag. We must be rookies at this. I couldn't see a flag. Must have been the line judge on this side. We can't see this corner of the field because of the press box. But I sure missed that, Pete Wilson. <laughs> I did not see it either. Yeah. It must have been thrown by the uh, by the head linesman over. No, the line judge. Yeah, the line the side judge over here on the side where we can't see. What a big play. Fourth and goal from the stick. Lyle, he'll roll left this time. Looking, looking, has pressure from behind. Throwing it in the end zone, and it is incomplete. Yes. He catches it, but out of bounds. bounds. So the Ironman defense has held once again, and your score remains 0-0 zero, zero with only 34 seconds remaining in this first quarter. Landon Camp, Eli Broerman were on him very closely. They immediately said he was out of the end zone. Great job for the Ironman. The quarterback had a little time back there, but we had good coverage. Forced him on an incomplete pass. Thank you for the penalty. And the Ironmen have played the whole first quarter. have only had a snap or two, but still the score is 0-0. Zero to zero. Well, Need to hang on the ball. A number one. Yep. 34 seconds remaining. Pete, that drive was a pretty good one by the Scotties, but no points. Right. I'll tell you what. How many plays have they had inside the 20-yard line? Yes. All right. We'll count them. Jacob Winters under center. And handoff. Over the middle, and picking up yardage out to the 10-yard line. Kate uh, Wilford with the carry. Good to see Kate out there. His first carry of the night, he picks up four yards. Gets the ball out to the 10, a little breathing room for Jackson, and they may stay in the huddle with Fox now down to 10 seconds. Yeah, but if they do, they got to run 95 yards. Well, they break the huddle, and now under center, winners. He will. That's going to be the take, final play. Take a look at the clock, and he'll let it expire. That's the end of one quarter of play here at Five Valley High School. We'll take a break, and we'll be back. As your score is zero zero. We'll be back right after this time. Dakota's, Jackson's premier place for steak and ribs, has been proudly serving the community since 2004. Come out and join us for all your local favorites like our one-of-a-kind onion loaf. Or treat yourself to one of our world-class hand-cut steaks. Enjoy the fall weather fireside on our amazing patio outdoor dining area. At Dakota's, your experience and safety are our number one priority. Here you're always treated like family. That's Dakota's Jackson at 451 McCarty Lane. Great food, great friends, great fun. Hey, all you Ironman football fans, we're back with the Gilliam Insurance Player of the Game. Tune in each and every week to 96.7 and listen to Dan and Dan give their Player of the Game picks brought to you by Gilliam Insurance. And also make sure you stop by and see us at our new location, which is located at 228 Broadway Street in Jackson, Ohio. So stop by or give us a call at 740-395-0357. Make sure you're covered. Peace. 
the Jackson Ironman football handoff to Wilson and Dan Morrow. Zero, zero. Pete. I don't want to hear these play. stats, Pete. Okay, well, zero, zero. We'll take that we right now. That. That we part. will definitely take that part. Ironman, 16 total yards. Uh, only had the ball about five plays. And, of course, two fumbles in there, including one that was lost. Now they're looking at a second down and six as we open up the second quarter. Winner's quick hitter over the middle and sliding out to the, about the nine-yard line. Rowerman with the carry, and they're going to mark him uh, down about the eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, eight and a half. Third and three kind of situation here. I really need a first down. Something we haven't had one the yet. The entire first quarter on the... Wrong we, side of the football. I think we had 17 in the first half. Was it last week? We did. Pete? And yes. Nine and so far. All right. The Ironman Live formation. goes under center. And hands off to the second back through. Got nice. some running room. And he gets the first down out to the 20-yard line. Good blocking in there. O'Brien gives him a good block from his center position. Carrier is Kate Wooford. Moves the chains. And the Ironman bring it out to the 20-yard line. we got a little breathing room. Thank you. Ironman's first first down of the ball game coming here in the early stages of the second quarter. Just joined us as zero zero. Uh, Jackson's really tried to establish this running attack. They finally put three good runs together and get a first down. Stapleton wide to the right, Wood to the left side. Back in the eye. There's a handoff to the Wolfer. Left side with some running room. He sheds one tackler. Gets around the corner and all the way out near the 28-yard line. Left side of that offensive line gave Cade a little room to do what he does so well. And that shed a block or two. Got around that side. That means Trent Evans and Allen Adams did a good job there blocking. Cade takes it out. Picks up about eight yards. Maybe seven and a half on the first down. Seven yards. Second and three. Maybe we can get a little rhythm going here. Placed on the left hash mark. Somebody come to the line of scrimmage in their white jerseys, red pants, with white helmets. Here's second and three situation. And off to the second back through, and it goes down, but a penalty marker comes in. Boy, this one could be a real tough call on Jackson. The it's face It's face mask. Oh, okay, we'll oh, take it. Looks like holding. you got to hold here. Okay, I thought I saw a face mask. Yeah. Well, I guess not. We ran the unbalanced line to the left, came back to the short side there. They just had too many uh, black jerseys there, so it's going to be a hold. We'll see what they do with it. They From the spot of the foul. It's probably in the they, backfield, I think, because... Cade didn't get to the line of scrimmage, I don't think. The flag is at the 24-yard line, which is four yards beyond the line of scrimmage. So they're going to accept the penalty and moves the ball back to the 18-yard line. Lyman's still taking snaps in the uh, negative red zone. We like it when it's the regular red zone, but back inside our 20. Here we come to the line of scrimmage. Winner's unbalanced line. A backer split. He takes the handoff and keeps it, dives around the end of the left side. He's out to the 20, maybe the 21, where it brings up third down and 10. Tri Valley much improved. They had such a tough opener against the Sales. Didn't perform well. They admit that. Really played a really good game last week against the fine football team. Came away with a win. My gosh, they look quick defensively so far in this first half. Here the Ironman come to the line of scrimmage on the third and ten. Lot to the right side. And winners with a little play action. Looking 
Right to the right side. Nice. Ball is going to be blocked or knocked down. Jason Wood was zeroing in on it. He would have had the first down. But number 16 for the Scottish Cam Carnes knocks the ball out. Down and brings up a fourth down. Flooded this home side uh, side of the field, the wide side of the field. Jacob threw an awfully good pass. The defender got about one finger on it, Dan, to keep that from being a catch and a first down. That stops the clock at 9.59 remaining. And it will be fourth down situation for the Ironman and the punting unit comes onto the field. Ironman had an excellent one punt so far in this game. They really need to execute another one. They can't get over the hump on field position, and this is a little bit like last half of the Ironton game. Field position has been against us yeah. so far. Winners to fund it away. Bands at his nine-yard line. Snap from center and winners. No pressure. Gets this one away. Oh, Big another good one. one. Another good one. And the ball will be caught at the 39-yard line by number 14. That's Thomas Williams taking the fair catch. But hey, Trent, Trent Evans' snaps are very quick, and that's given Jacob the time back here to kind of line it up. Pete? A 41-yard punt by Jacob Winters on the heels of his 44-yarder before, both coming from deep in their own territory. So certainly key plays uh, as we move along in this scoreless game. Tri-Valley will start at their own 39-yard line. We have 9.51 still to go here in the first half. No score. You can change the position of the field with a good punting game, and the airmen have slightly tried to do that here. Yeah, Tri-Valley has kept moving the ball a little bit, but the defense has really played strong to uh, keep them out of the end zone so far. Lyle with trips wide to the right side. Looks left, though. Now looking, looking. Now goes back to the right, and the ball will be incomplete. Double coverage on the intended receiver down around the Ironman 25-yard line. Looks like uh, Ashton sent the ball. Had, a, had one handle. Yep, and good coverage there. Eli Broerman was on top of him. Tucker Williams was in the secondary that time. Wasn't on that particular play. But I think it was uh, Jake Wood also had good coverage. Boy, Jake Wood had a tough interference call in that yes. fourth quarter yep. last week. Yep. Um, sole replays of that. It, it was just a fabulous play, and it ended up interference. That was costly. All right, second and ten for the Scotties. Lyle pitches to the right side. He puts it back in, and he'll pick up about eight yards, maybe nine, as he gets out to the 49-yard line. Wrapped up in there by Drew Wiley, finished off there by Baker, Michael Baker, but picked up big yards. They have seen something with those quick pitches to the outside, and they're having a little bit of room out there. There is a penalty. Now there's a penalty, and that's another break for the Ironman, and they're going to march this one backwards. All the way back to the 29-yard line. Well, that's a break. Second down and 20 now. Take advantage. Remember, they have been to the six-inch line. There's a two-foot line down there, and they still have no points in this game. they got to be flustered that they are in a 0-0 game and one they have dominated the first half of play. Time of possession out of control for the Ooh, It's been nasty. Second and 20. Going back at the 29-yard line. Lyle keeps it, and he'll... Right, head off straight up the middle. And he gets to the 30-yard line and crossing over to about the 31. Short gain on the play of two. And now it's third down and 18 for the Scotty. Brody Butcher involved in that tackle, along with A.J. Denny. A.J. Denny was our Monroe Collision Hit of the Week Award winner last week. 57 is Taylor. That's Ryan Taylor. He was in on that snap. All right, eight fifth, 45 remaining in the first half. No score here. At Tri-Valley High School. Empty backfield for the Scotties. 
And a low snap, but pulled down. Lyle wants to go over the middle. He's got a receiver out there, and it will be caught over the shoulder. Catch at the Ironman 35-yard line. Hansel Holmes with a great catch. Woo, great pass, great catch. Can't say much more. We were there defensively, could not make a play on it. Quarterback dropped it down on top of the receiver. We had two men around him, but a beautiful pass and a catch. And wow, does that change field position? Thirty-three-yard line. Had him in a good down and distance situation, and ouch. First and ten for the Scotties. Team's moving a little quicker than last week, also. It certainly is. Thirty-six-yard catch there by Hansel Holmes on a big possession play. But Tri Valley in Jackson territory. First around the right end. He's bottled up and. Be minimal, minimal gain on that as he runs to the short side of the field. They'll give him a no gain at all on the play. Second down and ten. Good pursuit there by the Ironman. I saw Camp out there, AJ Denny. Bryce Delaney getting some snaps at the nose guard position with good hustle and awareness there. Game tackling, gaining about one. Dottie's doing a nice job of mixing the run and the play combination stuff and keeping the Ironman a little on their heels. Now they have wide outs to both sides from the 32-yard line. After the game of one, high snap over his head. He pulls it down, looking, has pressure, throws it downfield, and it will be incomplete at the 21-yard line. Wow. He did a nice your, job of yeah, pulling did. it down as the snap was very high. The I'm going to guess Lyle was a basketball player also. Just looks very talented freshman. Chased that one down, got it thrown out of bounds. He's 6'3". Uh, Butcher was right on top of him, but he threw it away where nobody else could get it, so they get it a lift for another down. And that brings up third and nine. Finally complete. 719 to go for the first half of play. No score. From the right hash mark. Third down and long. Lyle takes the snap again. Looking, looking. That's time. Throwing it over the middle. It's complete at the 24 yard line. It's like a yard shy of the first down. Calling in that reception. Number 23, that's Ashton There is a flag down, and it is going to be another hold against the Scotties. Boy, Lyle had time back there, but you know what? I saw him hold Ryan Taylor and threw him to the ground, and, and he got up right away saying he was putting his hands up in the air, so obviously it was a hold. The officials saw it too, so the Army get another break there. Penalties have hurt Tri-Valley, the Scotties. Moves the ball back to the 42-yard line of Jackson. Third down and 20. We'll be under seven minutes on the snap here in the first half, Pete. Of course, the Ironmen have to cover a lot of receivers for sure, but Lyle, sitting back there in the shotgun, has been getting all kinds of time. All right. Third down and long. There's Lyle looking. Those out in the flat to the right side. Caught at the 34 and then tackled. Around the 33-yard line, that'll bring up fourth down and nine. Jake Woods hitting him, got to step out of bounds there, as you said, right at the 33-yard line. It is a fourth and ten again, right at ten. So uh, Jackson caught a break with the uh, with the um, penalty on there, but boy, that was such a huge third down play when it was third and long, and they got they changed the field position with that completion. It will bring. Zero zero is your score. The Aaron has sputtered offensively from the start. Yes, they have, but the defense has kept us in this contest. Scotty's have trips to the left side. Single wide out to the right. And now 
Empty backfield and a timeout has been called on the field. We'll do the same. 6.45 remaining first half of play. We'll be back with more Jackson Ireland football right after this. When you hear this, the number to call is 740-286-5864. For the Glass Garage, Greg Hogue and the fine staff of the Glass Garage, located at 198 Morton Street, Jackson, is ready to fix that broken window. The Glass Garage is your auto glass specialist. They also do residential repair to fix that broken window at the home. The Glass Garage, phone 740-286-5864. Remember, the Glass Garage. You're listening to the Jackson Iron Men on Mix 96 FM. From Jack Anderson Stadium, Dresden, Ohio. High Valley High School, the Ironman and the Scotties 0 0 with 6.45 remaining in this first half of all. As Pete Wilson said, having a hard time putting pressure on their quarterback. He stands tall back there. If he has too long, he can really thread it to you. We have rotated people in and out. Ryan Taylor getting a lot of snaps in there. Mike Baker, David Norris, Tylen Messer, A.J. Denny. Ironman trying to find a combination to get a pressure with the three men, the front three men, because they want to play coverage with everybody else. Max Lyle, the sophomore, empty backfield, takes the snap. Here comes a blitz, and the Ironman trying to bring him down. He gets the ball away, yes. and it will be intercepted by Broerman. Now he's going to say incomplete. It hits the ground. He caught it at the 18-yard line. Ironman came with pressure. Braden, Braden Day, um, Powell from the backside. It's what we needed. Great call defensively. We made him move his feet. We had pressure on him. He throws it incomplete. Matter of fact, Eli Broerman almost tried to scoop it up off the turf for his, would have been his third interception for the season. But by having it drop to the we picked up yardage. So it's fourth turnover to the Ironman at the 33, at their own 33 yard line. Another long drive by the Scotties, Pete. Right, uh, Scotties 27 snaps so far, the Ironman 10, and I will wager that 20 of them have been in Jackson territory. Flip back behind that Jackson line, unbalanced line, handoff left side. And really nowhere to go for it. And pick up a two out to the 35. Broerman just getting back to the line of scrimmage. And then maybe got a couple in there. Did see the Ironman going with a little bit bigger size. We see Jacob Allen in there on that left side of the offensive line for the Ironman. We mentioned Allen Adams getting that start at left guard tonight. Brent Evans, Nate O'Brien, David Norris, Tylen Messer, all those seniors, eh? And then that freshman, Allen, need to get things going up there in the front trenches. From their own 35, they have a motion, and they take it. The jet sweep Got hands room. to Winters. Winters keeps it, goes around the end, left side, has the first down, and for the first time, moves the ball into... Flag's going to be thrown, and it looks like the Ironmen are going to be caught holding right about the 40-yard line. This one's coming back. I kind of saw it out there. We were trying to get Jacob some room to run. We did. He turned the corner, runs like he can run over people when he gets a little space there. But the hold is going to back us up, and we're going to be looking at a second-and-long situation. Uh, 12-yard run turns into a they take it away. The penalty will move the ball back. They haven't set the ball yet. Now the line of scrimmage will be their own 30-yard line. Hold was downfield just a little bit, so the net loss is five yards instead of ten. Andrew Davis back healthy this week, getting snaps in there now at the left guard position. Seven to 13. For the Ironman, ball thrown 30-yard line. And this time they run the sweep around the right side and trying to get the corner 
is Johnson, and Johnson's out to the 39-yard line, picks up about five. Got a pretty good stiff arm in there, was able to turn the corner. We know Dolan can Dolan can carry tacklers if he can get ahead of steam going, but gets us in a very doable down and distance. Yeah, third down and four now. Five minutes and 15 seconds remaining in the first half of play. We have no score. Ball moved over the right hash mark for the airman. Still looking for the play from the sideline. Now the airman in the line of scrimmage. Wood goes in motion. Keeper by by Winters. And Winters gets to the 40-yard line. Then he's driven backwards. Doesn't pick up the first down. So now the airman with a decision to make. 4.44 remaining first half. And they're looking at a fourth down and three. Uh, I think you got a punt there, you know, when you're on the 40-yard line of the Ironman. We know Coach Hall, he's not scared to gamble a little bit. This would be a tough one right now. You hate to give him field position automatically, and Jacob is booting the ball very well. Williams back to receive the Ironman's punt. Winner stands at his 26-yard line. Snap back to the center, and that time he gets it away. This one is a low kick, but it takes an Ironman roll on the ground and continues to roll inside the 25, where it will be down at the 21-yard line. Caught that one, and he had such a good snap. He just kind of held on to it as long as he could and kicked the line drive. Got an Ironman bounce on that one, Pete Wilson. 38-yard punt if they put it down on the 22. Uh, let's see where they put it down. Looks like it's going to be the 22, so a 38-yard punt. Much improved punting yards-wise for Mr. Winters. Yeah, three punts and right around 40 yards at the average here tonight. Well, Coach Trestle once said the biggest play in football is a punt. That's been our three best plays so far. Hate to say it, we just can't get on track all Offensively, but I think it's coming. The defense is keeping us in this contest. All right, first and ten for the Scotties with 402 remaining in this scoreless first half. Taylor, Baker, Denny, the three players for the Army defense. Lyle takes the snap, looks to the left side, and the ball is caught, and then turning it upfield. And Tackled by Camp here on the near side of the field. It's a 30-yard line, so he picked up about eight yards. They actually, actually, was Eli got it. Oh, here. Eli, okay. Made the tackle. Nice play there, but he had to fight through a lot of interference, but they pick up seven yards on that snap. little bubble screen once again. Seems like they got a lot of interference blockers out there when they run that play. Scoreboard just second and two. Ball at the 30-yard line. Pistol formation. They pull the flat, and the ball is caught by the receiver at the 35. He has the first down. And nowhere else to go is Trey going to Chandler as reception. Forward progress will give him to the 36-yard line, but it is a first down. Braylon Powell just missed Coming on a blitz, just missed batting that one back at the quarterback. They get the reception. Bo Landrum gets in there on the tackle on there, uh, but it is a first down for the Scotties, and we're three minutes, 21 seconds to go, Dan. It's out of bounds, so it does stop the clock. First down and 10. And once again, the time of it, we don't keep time of possession. I don't think Pete's ever kept that one. It would be ugly tonight. It's been all the Scotty well, That last series, we had 10 plays to go 27. Yeah, and it's not getting any better. 
Just over three minutes remaining before halftime. No score in this game. Lyle goes, takes the snap and rolls to his right. Has pressure. Throws it upfield. Wide open and sends him ball with interception. So pick up nine. That'll be second down and one coming up. Camp got there, hitting, but he's able to stand tall, release the ball, find one of his receivers that sent some ball that's in a Buckeye name in there in this area um, he gets about a nine yard gain second and very short goes out of bounds and stops the clock Scotty's have, oh good Scotty's have two timeouts left alright second and short from their own 45 yard line Lyle taking the snap he's looking over the middle going left down the middle of the field sends the ball has it he catches it at the 20-yard line. The airman went to the deflection, didn't get it, and it will be a first and 10 at the, the line of scrimmage will be the 17-yard line. Boy, his touch has just been fabulous tonight. No flag on the turf. Once again laid it about the only place they could have got the reception, and the receiver kept concentration and got it. Tackle him right away, but not till they're in the red zone. They move the chains, and then they'll start the clock. 17-yard line with 2.45, so lots of time because they've got also two timeouts remaining. It trips to the right side of the field for the Scotty. Lyle and Pitt. Durst. Durst turning the corner right side at the 15. Cuts it back in. He's inside the 10. You can hear the moaning up here in the press box. Obviously, we're surrounded by Scotty fans. Another flag comes out in the holding area. Boy, penalties have been a big factor of this first half. The officials have not been shy at all to throw the uh, the uh, uh, the curtain the rags down on the field, and they're going to march this one back. It was a good game. Yes, it was. They were down right around the 10-yard line. Now we're going to mark them all the way back to the 27-yard line, 28. Still first down. The 28-yard line with 2.28 remaining before halftime. Let's call it second down. And looks like 20. Or the Scotty. Trips again to the right side. Pistol formation. And play action. Now looking. He's forced out of the pocket and he'll get down. Down for the first sack of the game. Andrew Davis with the sack. The Ironman came with a little bit of a blitz. Finally had four men pressuring him. They got to the quarterback, got him sacked. The few times we've been able to put pressure on him, we've been able to, you know, make him miss passes. But, wow, he's been good this half. But now, second and a mile. To the 37-yard line will be... They need to get to the seven-yard line. And Andrew Davis, sick last week, didn't get to play in that Iron game, but he was our Monroe Collision Award winner, hit of the week award winner week one. Good to have him back for the Ironman. Second and 31 as they take the snap. Going to the right side is Lyle. Looks up field and it looks like one of the Ironman, Jake Wood, stepped in front of that for the interception. Almost jumped the pattern, didn't he? He had a shot. That throw was low, where Jake might have had that and been galloping down the far sideline. 127 now remains in the first half of play. Third down and 31. Far is on the 38. They need to get down about the 7 inside the 8 to get a first down. They got two shots at it. Lots of both sides for the Scotty. Empty backfield. Lyle takes the snap, looking left, and 
down the far sideline, and this one yes. will be picked off at the 10-yard line. A Jacob Winters has the interception coming over from his safety position, and he's tackled at the 12-yard line for the Ironman defense. He's doing it once again. Jackson had been close on a couple of those long receptions they got, just missed at that time. Jacob playing that center field as a safety, was able to chase that long pass down, make the interception around the 10, got it to the 13 in the Ironman defense. P. Wilson, boy, they've lived a dangerous game tonight, but wow, it's still 0-0. Zero to zero. That ball all the way down. The winners took that on the 10 yard line. Played center field very well as the pass was overthrown and uh, got a three yard return there. That's the Ironman's third interception of the year. Now you see why coach wants winners in there at safety. All right, winners from the shotgun formation. Jake Wood goes in. Gets the catch as he goes in motion. He's at the 15, the 20, and out to the first down to Jake. Right, that's a 25-yard line. That's enough for a first down. Pick first down. We got 111. We have all three timeouts left. Got a nice pitch and catch there to Jake Woods. He ran and got the first down for the Ironman. Ironman to go with no huddle. And all that three out wide to the right side. Winners looking, looking. Has time. Throwing out. And it Man, will open. be caught by Jake Woods at the 37. He runs out of bounds. Smartly at the 41 to stop the clock. Got a good block there by Kate Woofer. Beautiful touch pass by Jacob Winters to get it to Wood. And the Ironman now, now you're thinking score. They've got it out to the 41-yard line. It's the Ironman 41. With 53 seconds to go before the first half ends. That time the Ironman went out without the huddle, trying to test them off guard. And Wood did a smart thing by stepping out of bounds to preserve that one time. Yes, he did. Well, we still have three timeouts left, so we got a lot of timeouts, almost a minute to go. We saw how quickly move down the field on the last possession last week. Hammond's wide to the left, two in a slot that way, and a winner's going over the top, and it's intended for Hammond. a little high and behind him at the 45-yard line. That is going to stop the clock at 48 seconds. Ironman going a little different look on that offensive line. They've got Jacob Allen in there at the left tackle, and they move Trent Evans down to the left guard. That gives them a little more size in there. Five Valley doing some substituting as well. Second and ten. Ironman with the ball at their own 41-yard line. Winners with an empty backfield. Takes a low snap and has time. Looking the field over. Has more time. Now has to unload. Gets Ooh. it upfield to the 48-yard line. Brody Butcher, the intended receiver, in front of his own bench. But uh, winners finally had to get rid of that pretty quick. Yeah, they got in his face there eventually. And he threw it. Brody running a pattern. Wasn't far from making a completion. Brody's not allowed to catch passes unless they're touchdowns. That's right. Seven of his eight receptions for his career have gone for touchdowns. We had two last week, first two of the game for the Ironman. Just 41 seconds remains. The Ironman trying to get on the board. We have a And yes, he is allowed to catch him, Danny. We'll let him catch him. But we like those touchdowns by Butcher. Hammond's Wolf of Butcher to the left. It will be Wood on a sweep around the right end. And... Jacob that gets it Wood, out. Is that Wood or it Wolford? was Wood and Cape uh, Wolford with a good block out there to allow him to turn the corner. It is fourth down now. We'll see what the airmen do. The ball is stopped at the 46-yard line. It's fourth and a leap out five. And I think Jackson's going to punt away and maybe be, let's be honest, be content to take this game at 0-0. We defer so we get first possession second half. Stands in funny formation of the 34-yard line. 
Snap from center. Winners boots it away. This was the high end over end catch or kick, and it will be you know, the the Scotties let it roll dead at the 21 yard line. Just 22 seconds remaining in the first half of play. Still 0 0. He will. Uh, that's a 43 yard punt by Winter. So he's gone 44, 41, 39, and 43. Stay with us at halftime. We are going to take a break in the Scott. I think, um, who is that? Skip Mossick. Skip Mossick. Oh, legendary player. They're going to play the high high school highlight show the first few minutes. Pete's going to work on his statistic numbers. And then we'll come back with halftime scores and Pete Wilson stats. There'd be a there'd be a rebel on our hands if we didn't the rival, you know, oh, yeah. the riot if we didn't get Pete Wilson halftime stats. Scotty, it's just twenty two seconds. Take a knee on the snap and they'll let that first half clock expire. And we'll go to the locker room with Jackson Ironman and the Tri Valley Scotty tied up at zero. No scoring. It wasn't a pretty first half, Dan, but I don't know if I've ever felt better to see a 0-0 zero to zero score at halftime. Um, we just got off on the wrong foot. We got no momentum. Offensively, couldn't get anything going. A lot of penalties hurt us. They hurt the Scotties an awful lot. They felt like they were knocking on the door continually, and you know what? We're going to the locker room at 0-0, zero to zero, and we get to start the third quarter. That is a true bonus for us. Absolutely. Well, the last two quarter, or last two halves, the Ironman started. Last half last, or second half last week, first half this week have not been good. So let's hope they can turn their. It will be. Around. It will be. Right. Okay. Jackson Ironman marching band getting set to perform at halftime. We've got a timeout on the field, and we'll be back more Jackson Ironman football right after this timeout. At Atomic Credit Union, choose how you check. $5 opens your account, and you get your debit card the same day. Online and mobile banking gives you access to your account 24-7 with features like card activation and deactivation, remote deposit capture, pay another member, and bill pay. Visit us online at AtomicCU.com and unbank with us today. Federally insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Opportunity Lender. From the Ohio News Network, this is the Ohio Education Association Tonight in High School Football. Named best sports program in the country by the National Association of State Radio Networks. Tonight in High School Football is presented by Bex Hybrids. Now here's your host, Skip Mossick. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Tonight in High School Football's Halftime Reports here on the Ohio News Network. As we love to do from time to time, we'll visit various parts of the state and talk some high school football in that area. Tonight we'll hit the southeast corner and chat with Chris Worf, who's done games forever on our Marietta and McConnellsville stations. Chris joins us next on the Ohio News Network. I'm Scott DeMauro, president of the Ohio Education Association, and on behalf of the OEA's 120,000 members, we're proud to bring you tonight's game. OEA members teach in Ohio's public schools and universities. We drive your kids' buses and serve them lunch. We're school nurses, custodians, librarians, and more. And we coach your kids on the field. We believe in great public schools for every student, and we believe our team is always stronger when we stand together, just as we have for 175 years. Every farmer has their reason for why they do what they do. For Becks, it's faith, family, and farming. Since 1937, the Beck family and family of employees have been committed to honoring God and helping farmers succeed. 
Farming is full of extremes, and we face the challenges with hard work and steadfast determination, delivering quality line of products backed by legendary customer service. We look forward to standing by your side, supporting you as you live out the life you were meant to live. Bex, when it comes to farming, we believe in something more. Dave's Custom Butchering and Retail Deli of Wellston is your one stop for fresh local meats. From burgers, brats, and steaks for the grill, sausage or bacon for breakfast, or a fresh side of beef or pork for your freezer, Dave's has everything you need. Don't pass up their homemade chicken and ham salad prepared and packaged for any occasion. Cut fresh daily, you won't find fresher meat anywhere else. And don't miss our monthly special local and fresh meat at Dave's Custom Butchering and Retail Deli on Scott Lane in Wellston. Would you like to work closer to home, save money on gas, and be rewarded for your hard work and attendance? Then Belicio Foods is looking for you. That's right, Belicio Foods is now hiring for multiple positions and shifts with great employee benefits, an on-site health clinic, competitive wages, and advancement opportunities. Belicio Foods is a company that truly values their employees. Apply online at Beliciofoods.com slash careers. This is tonight in high school football on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Skip Mossick. We are presented by Bex Hybrids. At Bex, they are and will remain farmers at heart. And welcome back, everyone. We're joined at halftime this evening by Chris Worf, who has covered high school football in Southeast Ohio for years on our Marietta and McConnellsville affiliates as we talk a little high school football in that part of the state. And, you know, Worfie, I love getting the picture painted of what football Friday nights are like in different areas of Ohio. Ohio. Tell us about the passion over there in your corner of the world. Well, the greatest thing about it, there's no question that the greatest thing is that the crowd participation, the fan base, doesn't matter if a team's 0-10, projected to go 0-10, uh, or they're going to be 10-0. You get the same thing each and every week, and that is just uh, the reason, a fanatic. You know, you sit there and you talk about it, they are just all over the place, and it's phenomenal down here in southeastern Ohio. People live for football Friday nights. Well, let me ask you about a couple of teams to keep an eye out from from over there. Let's begin with Fort Fry in D6, who's off to another nice start to the season. You know, big win at Bel Air last Saturday, a place I know that's not fond of losing, especially at home. Yeah, 62-26. You know, they started the season with a big Division Two win, like you mentioned, their Division Six. But they've been in the regional final three of the last four years and also, you know, lost in the state state semis two of the last four years. So they're on the same kind of path, now getting recognized statewide. Last year they played Lima Central Catholic, St. Henry. They played them during the regular season. So when you look at a Kirtland and a Coldwater and these powerhouses, Fort Fry is starting to get mentioned in that same breath. Chris, Division Four, tell us about Morgan, another team off to a nice start at 2-0. Yeah, Morgan uh, have had tough times, especially over the last 20 years. Now they've got a nice young coach, former player, Chase Bowman. He's finally gotten some uh, senior lettermen and a schedule that may be a little bit favorable at the beginning, but I think they can make some noise this year. It's kind of a special year. It's the last season they'll play at their storied football field as they're building a new one at the high school. Everybody has kind of bought into it, and it feels like something really special could happen. Another team to pay attention to in Division 7 is Waterford. I know off to a 1-1 one one start. Yeah, Waterford uh, ran into a buzzsaw last 
last week. They got beat by a uh, Williamstown-West Virginia team that lost in the state finals last year. And as a matter of fact, that Williamstown team comes across the river. They play Fort Fry as well in Week 10. But Waterford having to replace their top three players from last year. They were all four-year lettermen. And they're still searching a little bit. New quarterback, new tailback, some changes defensively. But I see down the road them ending up winning six, seven games and uh, making maybe a, a playoff run where they might win two games. Chris, you referenced uh, the facility upgrades at Morgan. I know many schools have made upgrades over the years, but boy, prior to that, many weren't really conducive for radio broadcast. You've been doing this forever. Tell us about some of the most challenging locations you've done games from over the years. You know, the first thing before I get to challenging, I just want to send a thank you out to all athletic directors. And of course, the longer you do this, the better you get treated. And hopefully the better you treat the people that you're working with as well. But you want to go tough. I went to John Glenn opening week and a great facility if you're a player. Very small press box. They set me up two seats in the bleachers in the middle of the Fort Fry uh, crowd, which is like going to a Beatles concert in 1966. I mean, these people are rabid. So I looked across the way and I saw a softball field with a small press box. It was only elevated, maybe one story. But my partner and I went over. We got permission to get in there. We were by ourselves. We popped the thing open. And from about 180 feet, did the ball game through a little wired backstop. And that was week one this year. Believe me, there's some other ones that you could well tell uh, your own stories. But uh, that's the way I started the season this year. All the things people never know. Chris Worf, legendary broadcaster from our Marietta and McConnellsville affiliates. Thanks for talking some Southeast Ohio high school football with us this evening, okay? I appreciate your time, too. And we'll be right back on the Ohio News Network. Bex recognizes this week's Player with Hearts. Maura K. Joyacy for her commitment and passion on the field and within the farming community. It's a really busy schedule because this is my last year, my senior year, and my main focus is it's cross-country and track because I'm trying to make it a state. Joyacy plays two sports in the fall, soccer and cross-country, and she's also president of the FFA. We go to this place called La Terza, and we roast and brew coffee there, and it's coffee from all over the world. So I mostly like to go there to brew coffee for my country. Agriculture is something she grew up with in her native Rwanda. Agriculture is a big part of my childhood. I grew up surrounded by small farms that started that, that were started by my family. So agriculture, like when I'm involved in agriculture at school, it's like a replay of my childhood. At Bex, we are and will remain farmers at heart. Do you have a roofing or siding project? At Higgins, they manufacture steel roofing and siding every business day. With 16 colors in stock and 70,000 pieces of trim, they are prepared to ship your project immediately. Remember Higgins for your 40-year warranted, Energy Star compliant, American-made steel roofing and siding. Located on AC Avenue, just off 35 in Jackson. Call 800-782-4239 or visit them on the web at HigginsRoofing.com. From football Friday nights to soccer Saturdays, our local sporting events are a great opportunity to spend time with your family. 
The Yaya Benton Educational Service Center encourages all area families to attend the game, cheer on your team, and build traditions. Check out our website at www.gallavintonesc.org and click on the Family and Community Resources banner for more ideas. Spend time with your family. This, this is ONN. Our thanks once again to Chris Wharf for talking a little Southeast Ohio High School football with us this evening. Enjoy the second half of your ball game. I'm Skip Mossick on the Ohio News Network. This has been the Ohio Education Association tonight in high school football. Presented by Bex Hybrids from the Ohio News Network. We're back here in Dresden, Ohio. Yes, up there well above Zanesville in a beautiful young community, a beautiful football stadium, Jack Anderson Stadium, and the Jackson Marching Band just interviewed or just entertained this huge crowd. Oh, my gosh, all those Beatles songs, they end up with Hey Jude, they're dancing. It's a great show they put on Coach Hurd and his Iron Men. What a performance, the marching band. We love to watch them. And this has been the most we've got to enjoy them. We're facing them. We didn't have a halftime guest, so we got to concentrate on that band, and that's entertaining, Pete Wilson. All right, yes, the Tri Valley Band playing, and we don't mind hearing that song right now. No, it's. Their, their song, song is the Buckeye Fight song. I hope to hear it a whole lot tomorrow night. <laughs> right, we hope we do. Yes, yeah. Pete Wilson, um, zero to zero. That's the biggest stat of this first half. I know the numbers aren't going to be pretty, but we are in this football game, and we easily could have been in a lot of trouble. Yeah, uh, very fortunate that the score is zero zero. To be very honest, uh, Tri Valley had one touchdown called back uh, on a fourth down play, kind of a little jump pass, but uh, some sort of a minor infraction over there as far as being only a five-yarder, but it cost them a touchdown. They did not score. They were down on the 17-yard line uh, here in the second quarter, and, and a holding penalty uh, started them on the, on, the, on, the, on the way backwards, and then a sack after that. Winners end up doing an interception. But in that first half, Dan, uh, Tri-Valley dominated the possession, dominated scrimmage play, dominated opportunities, but still 0-0 on the scoreboard. Let's look at the team and individual stats. Seven first downs for Tri-Valley, only three for the Ironman. The Ironman did not have any in the first quarter. 34 offensive plays for Tri-Valley, only 18 for Jackson. Jackson is nothing for them to use. They have 60-plus plays a game. So uh, between field position, turnovers, and just not getting the offense going, not a lot of opportunities. Jackson has 57 yards rushing on 13 carries, which isn't all that bad, but only 28 yards in the air, Dan. That's after a couple of 200-yard-plus performances by winners and his receiving core the first two games. So give Tri-Valley a good good uh, props for their defense. Well, like I, I can do a quick math, Pete. That means we're under 100 yards total yards in the first two weeks. We've been hovering around 300 yards. Right, 85 total yards. Kind of hard to figure. I guess the Ironton defense, 317 yards, I think, in the first half, 17 first downs. Uh, with all due respect to Tri-Valley, we know they're good. Didn't come in touted as a, you know, a stop sign type defense. Uh, giving up a lot of points, actually, in the first two games. But, man, you wouldn't know here. I think they're uh, covering very well on Jacob Winters, uh, uh, trying to cut down on those uh, short passes and those passes out in the flat. They're jumping those routes. And, of course, Jackson not in real good field position to be able to run their whole offense. 
Uh, Tri-Valley, on the other hand, we said they had 34 plays. They gained 28 yards on 15 carries. They've had some success in the run game, but overall, Jackson not doing too bad there. Uh, kind of surprised that Tri-Valley has uh, run almost as much as they have passed based on what we saw the first two games. Tri-Valley, uh, Max Lyle, the sophomore quarterback, has thrown through 136 yards in this first half. So, overall, Tri-Valley 164 yards, so that's a pace for over 320 yards. Normally, you're going to score a little bit, particularly when you have good field position, but they have not been able to do that. Uh, 85 total yards for the Ironmen. Jackson is 2 of 6 passing with no interceptions, no touchdowns. Tri-Valley 10 out of 19, no touchdowns, 1 interception. Uh, Jacob Winters punted 4 time for 42 yard average uh, much better than what he was able to do in games one and two and of course that's important when you're deep in your own uh, end and you have to punt uh, Hansel Holmes for Tri-Valley done pretty good too, two punts for 76 yards uh, about a 36.5 yard average, Jackson has had uh, one fumble or rather two fumbles, they lost one uh, no turn or no fumbles for Tri Valley. They did have the one interception, so each team with one fumble. Jackson one penalty for ten yards, but really in this game, Tri Valley hurt more on the penalties. Four penalties, thirty-five yards. A holding penalty had a whole lot to do with them losing the opportunity there late in the first half, and then of course they had a touchdown called back in the first quarter. Individually for Jackson, Jacob Winters four carries, twenty yards. Cade Wolford uh, not playing probably at one hundred percent. Remember he left uh, the game against Iron. Didn't play much in the second half. He has three carries through 19 yards. Nolan Johnson has played some in his stead. Three carries, eight yards. Eli Broman, two carries, five yards. Winters is two out of six passing through 28 yards. Both of those passes snared by senior split in Jacob Woods. For the uh, Tri-Valley Scotties, Drake Durst has had some room to run. He is their tailback and the only running back in the backfield. Seven carries through 28 yards. However, they've uh, Max uh, Lyle, the quarterback, has run a little bit, but he's also so uh, had one loss on a run and then also was sacked for 10 yards. So his, uh, his yardage is seven carries for a net zero yards. He has, however, thrown for 136 yards, hitting 10 of 19. He spread the ball around. Uh, Simpson ball, Ashton Simpson ball, who had three touchdown receptions last week, leads the way, three receptions for 54 yards. Three other guys have two receptions. And, Dan, if you break this down a little bit farther, uh, you know, you really see, you said Tri-Valley should be frustrated. Well, they had 34 plays. 18 of them were in Jackson territory, and 9 of them were inside the 20-yard line. Jackson wow. had 18 plays, and you know what? The best position they had was their own 46. Yeah, yeah but it says it all. That's why we are tickled to death to be at 0-0. Zero to zero. P. Wilson, you're the best stat man this side of Mississippi. You've been tapped that for years. You have got to do a better job the second half on those numbers. Okay, well, I, my, my pen is willing. The Ironmen have to do their part, and of course they're in their locker room now with Andy Hall trying to trying to figure things There's out. There's going to be a lot of coaching going on in that locker room, I give you that. Right, Our yeah. coaching staff, they find a way. Well, Jackson will get the, get the will receive the kick to start the second half, and so hopefully, you know, Jackson's uh, average starting position, about their own 18, will be better than that, we hope, after receiving the opening kickoff. So the voice of the Ironman, Dan Dobbins, is scouring the internet for some scores, so we're going to take a timeout. We will be back with more halftime activities in just two minutes. Pioneer Construction specializes in turnkey construction, room additions, kitchen and bathroom remodels, as well as residential and commercial roofing. They also do silicone and acrylic roof coverings. 
Brian Moore Construction delivers quality craftsmanship on time, on budget, and according to specifications. Choose Brian Moore Construction for your next build, remodel, or roofing project. Call today for a free estimate. 740-418-6140. This is Joel Wood with Infinity Insurance Solutions in Jackson. Having the right players in the right places is critical for positive outcome. We at Infinity Insurance Solutions have some of the best. This puts Infinity Insurance Solutions in the best position to get the best insurance value for your business, business auto, home, personal auto, classic vehicle, life, IRAs, and annuities. Let our team find the best solution for you. Infinity Insurance Solutions of Jackson. Call Joel Wood, Shauna Davis, or Dwayne Boring at 740-286-4385. I'm so bored. There's nothing to do here. That makes one of us because I go bowling at Leo Wilson every week. You do? Yes. I joined the league, which means I go to Leo Wilson to bowl and have fun socializing with my friends weekly. Do you ever get hungry when you go bowling at Leo of Wilson? Not anymore, since Amore's Pizzeria popped up inside of Leo of Wilson. They bring award-winning pizza to my bowling team's table every week. Man, that sounds like fun. Can I still join the fun at Leo of Wilson? Sure you can. Leagues are now forming. Stop in at 15 North Park Avenue in Wilson or give us a call at 740-384-6670. Are you looking for a great tractor at an affordable price? Stop by Wagner Rental of Jackson to test out an LS tractor. From 25 horsepower to 100 horsepower, Wagner Rental has the perfect LS tractor for you. All LS models are backed by a two-year full warranty and a six-year drivetrain warranty, so you can't go wrong. With over 50 years in the farming business, LS Tractor is your trusted source. Come by Wagner Rental on Twin Oaks Drive in Jackson to get financed for your new LS tractor today. Excel in your field. You're listening to Football Friday Nights on Mix 96 FM. Welcome back to Jackson Ironman Football, Dan Dobbins with Pete Wilson and Dan Morrow. And we're captain's meeting at center field, and we're moments away from the start of tonight's second half. But boy, what a first pack. The Ironman dodged the bullet at what number a, time. What a difference tonight. Last week at this time, it's 26-14. to 14. There's been fireworks, two great teams playing at a high, high level. Tonight, two great teams, but penalties have kept this game intact. And actually, Tri-Valley's had opportunity after opportunity. The Ironman defense has held strong. We're, we feel very lucky to be in this game 0-0. Zero, zero. Well, you got some scores. I do have some scores. Uh, let me pass them along. Some of these are halftime, and some of them are third-quarter scores that I have. Oak Hill Oaks hang in there with Rock Hill Redmond, 7 to nothing. Benton County Vikings on top of Tremble. Tom Katz, 28-6. Getting into the FAC, uh, Westerville North taking on Chillicothe. Chile 2-0, and it'd be two quality teams. And we kind of knew Westerville North was going to be a handful for them, but... Uh, you know, Coach Bartholomew, don't count him out yet. He, uh, he finds ways to win games. That game 10 to nothing at halftime. Miami Trace trailing. Uh, I forgot to write who they were playing. 28 to 10 is uh, the Panthers' trail at halftime. I'm trying to think. Ironton Fighting Tigers started out behind but came back, and they lead fairly 14 to 6. At you know, our, our two teams that really had a war last week having maybe a little bit of a hangover and getting back in gear. I mean, I think Ironton was a pretty good prohibitive favorite over Fairland, and obviously us with zero points at halftime, both struggling, but boy, that was such a physical battle last week. Last quarter, shut up. Yes, yes, and that's, that's going to stop here. We we'll certainly hope here in this first possession of the third quarter. All right, back to the FAC, the Washington uh, Courthouse Blue Lions. They're for real this year. 30 they are for real. 34 to nothing over. 
Valley and Hillsborough. They're getting their first win of the season, 27-14 over East Clinton. And down the road, the mighty Memphis Falcons over Wilson, 53 to nothing. Memphis for real this year was going to be a tough matchup for our Rockets. So there you have it, scores from around the air as we have it. And we're just moments away from the start of the second half. So last week we deferred, kicking off to us with a with a lead in that game, and we fumbled the kickoff, and it just started a very tough two quarters of football for the Ironman of holding on to the football. This is very important here for us to field this kickoff and make something happen offensively. And uh, it's going to be curious to see what the Ironman come out and look like here in the second half. Absolutely. Well, the Ironman are going to be going from our left to right or towards the south end or scoreboard into the stadium. Okay. For the Ironman, got the Nolan Johnson, Kate Walker, Jake Wood, and Eli Broman back. For it is not back there. It's Johnson occupying that spot. For the Scotties, number 30, Carter Denon will do the kicking. Their first kickoff of the evening. Yes. Only yep. been two tonight. This yep. Is this is the second one. And uh, hopefully there's a whole bunch of them for our guys this second half. P. Wilson, you're ready to do better on those numbers. I'm ready. Ready and willing. Okay. Right. We're waiting for the scoreboard to wind down the Great crowd on hand. Two good bands tonight. Great oh, yes. halftime uh, shows by both bands. And, you know, we got to enjoy it. Normally we're talking, yes. interviewing, and so forth. But tonight we were able to take in the Jackson Ironman Marching Band. And, uh, I was singing Hey Jude right with them. Uh, hey, let's give uh, some props to the Jackson fans. They traveled pretty well this circuitous long-distance route. Uh, Jackson stands over there. Uh, Look at the concession stand. It's about 20 yards deep of the Ironman fans trying to get something there at halftime because they're not going to miss their Jackson band. There's the uh, whistle for the kickoff, and this is a long kick. It's high, and it's taken at the 14-yard line by Jake Wood. 20, 25, 30 as a seam, and oh, tackled at the 37-yard line. The uh, Jackson Ironman nearly breaking that one. Jake Wood with the return out to the 37. Something we haven't said much tonight, field position. A little bit in our favor there as we cross the 35 and get market the 37, and the Ironman come out first and 10. Really would love to see him do something here with that first possession. Drives together. First downs together. Wood will come wide to the right side, back to split, and that unbalanced offensive line. And handoffs to first back through. That's Roman, and he's hit hard. At the line of scrimmage, there'll be no gain on that play. Well, number 72. Their defensive front's very good. That's Ethan Helms, 5'10", 200-pounder, but he met Eli right at the line of scrimmage. Good tackle. No gain on the play, second and 10. And we're just underway in the nice second half, a scoreless game. Jackson taking this opening kickoff. Take Wood out wide to the right side. Backs drop into the eye. The unbalanced line. Here's a little play action. Winners to Wood and overshoots Jake Wood around the 43-yard line. He was open but had some coverage closing quickly on him. Yep, yep. Puts us back in that third and long situation. Not what we wanted here on the first play, but 
Jason Winters can make plays from that quarterback position. Third and long doesn't necessarily mean we can't get her done. We need to keep the ball in our hands. Same formation. Wood to the right side. Winters pitch to the short side of the field. Turning the corner and getting out of bounds at the 41. Well short of the first down yard. So it brings up a fourth down and seven. And the Army will be forced to punt it away. Just one minute in to the night. Army get it out to the 41-yard line, but can go no farther. So Jake, Jacob Winters will be punting, I think, for the fifth time tonight. That's right. Back deep is Thomas Williams, who stands at his 22-yard line. Three and a horse punt by the Scotties. Winters takes the low snap. Has plenty of time. Gets the boot off. High end over end. Kick. Will bounce at the 30-yard line to take a big Ironman roll. And all the way down to the 17-yard line. Yeah, excellent the job there by Jacob. Snap a little bit low. Did a good job, but he had no pressure on him. So what did he do? He held on to it. Held on to it. Then got the kick. Got the Ironman roll. Puts him back inside the 20 pistol. 42-yard punt for Jacob Winters. He's gone 44, 41, 39, 43, and 42. That's really good kicking for a high school punter. First and 10 for the Scotty. Line of scrimmage is the 17-yard line. The Ironman defensively coming out. They are pitching a shutout. Mike Baker in there at the nose guard position. He's got uh, A.J. Denny on one side, Ryan Taylor on the other. Max Lyle continues at quarterbacks, works out of the pistol now into the move into the shotgun formation. A play action, quick toss over the middle. It's caught at the 28-yard line, out to the 35, the 40, and run out of bounds. Now the near side of the field at the 40-yard line. Great job by Eli Broerman, but a great slant pattern where the quarterback hit the runner right in stride, and there was that little seam that was there. He was able to turn the corner and certainly change field position, bringing it all the way out to the 44-yard line. First down for the Scotties. He stands tall in the pocket, doesn't he? Boy, we're going to see that next week again. He looks like a young Novak so far. Yeah, not quite as tall. Novak six nope. six, I believe. It's a, Might have been six three when we saw him as a sophomore. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> Pistol formation once again on a new set of downs. First and ten. Lyle hands off the Durst, and he busted over the right side. Tripped up at the forty-five, falling forward to the forty-seven yard line. Landon camp with the tackle, gain of maybe three. It does bring up third or second down and seven. Scoreless game here at Dresden Tri-Valley High School. Two yards that first half. I think Pete had it 164 for the Scotties and only 85 for your Ironmen. And they're starting to add on to that total a little bit here. Nearing midfield. Trips to the right side for Tri-Valley. Now motion out of the deep back, and they swing it to him. Bass is behind him, but he does make the catch. Durst stays on his feet and then tackles at the 49-yard line. Good play out there by Camp. He slowed him up on the play, made him kind of turn around. Then he had um, Drew Wiley in there to finish him off. Short gain. It will be a gain of two. Second and third down. And time. Right and mark at the 49-yard line of the Scotties. See if the Ironman can get them on the, off the field. Now the trips move to the wide side of the field. 
And snap back to Lyle. Coming with Rolling a little pressure. Pressure. pressure, and the ball will be. Yes! Oh! Oh! Oh, Landrum had it in his black grasp, and then the ball's incomplete. But boy, the intended receiver, Williams, took a big hit in there as he goes down. He was the intended receiver. Well, Ryan Taylor and Mike Baker both got in there, finally hit the quarterback. When you hit the quarterback, good things happen. Throw was a little bit behind the receiver, and he said, we had a better shot at the catch, but it goes, hits the turf, so the Ironman are going to force him into a punt. And so Holmes will punt it away for the Scotties. He stands at his 36-yard line. Snap is a little high, gets it away with no pressure. Good high kick, and the Ironman do not care call for a fair catch. Turning it up the sideline to the left. And now some room as Wood goes down the sideline. 40. Now to the 45-yard line. That's the explosiveness we've come to expect. Was it? Looks like Jake Wood. I think Wood or uh, it was Jake Wood. Beautiful catch. Really sideline, tightrope the sideline in front of the Jackson bench. Give the Ironman excellent field position. We see a Scotty is down back about the 27-yard line being tended to. But Jake brings that return, Pete Wilson, all the way out to the 44-yard line. Excellent job on that punt return. Right. Uh, special team flips the field position situation a little bit. Not the Jackson's in great, great shape, but they would have been once again inside their 20-yard line. Uh, if Jake would have been tackled there or took the fair catch or whatever, he didn't. Uh, took a chance there, caught the ball, and made a quick move. He's very quick, Jacob is, and uh, was able to tight rip up that sideline, make a couple players miss, and he gets credit for a 25-yard punt return, and in a scoreless game, uh, that's big. Gutsy play by Jake Wood to catch that ball because there was a little bit of pressure on him. He caught it, and now they're marking it way back. Looks like a penalty. It had to be a penalty. We sure didn't see the flag, but they're bringing it all the way back to the 17-yard, 16-yard line. The player wow. that was down was Ethan Helm. He was the big uh, defensive tackle who had the great play on the series yeah. before. But there, was a guess there was a clip maybe, and it's going to go against the Ironman. Wow, penalties have hurt both teams so badly. Pete, you had penalty totals? Uh, well, they've been big ones. Tri-Valley had three holding penalties. Jackson had one. From their own 16-yard line. Every one of them pulled back pretty good plays, and that's been painful for both teams offensively. Jackson will have it first and 10, but instead of out near the 45, we'll start this possession inside the 20. Winners will stand in the shotgun. Wood goes in motion. He takes it to Wood. Winners keeps it. He's out over the... 25 to 30. He's got his biggest gain of the night as he goes out to the 34-yard line. It's helped up by Trent Evans, who was kind of leading the way there for him on that left side of the offensive line. Spake on the uh, jet sweep. Jacob keeps it, runs right behind the left side of that line and moves the chain. Now, the knee hit at the 33, so it's still a nice gain for Winners on that first down carry. Eight minutes remaining here in a scoreless game. In the third quarter. Wood goes in motion. Winners fakes to him and then rides it in his belly down the line. And Winners keeps it, dives across the 35 to the 36-yard line. Picked up a three. Actually, that's Cade in there and Jacob. Jacob was out there on the deep wide on the left, and Cade was the fake jet sweeper. Okay, okay, okay. And, uh, but Winters keeps it, picks up a couple, three yards. Jacob's such a threat to run the football. 
hasn't had the ability to get the receivers open like we did last week. But he hasn't had a lot of time in the pocket. Wolford in the slot to the right, Wood out to the left. And Winters from the gun, looking out in the flat. He's got it to Wolford. Wolford trying to get around his man. He does cut. 40. He's at the 50-yard line and run out of bounds. Here on the Scotty side of the field at the 48-yard line. Well, that was just a five-yard out to Cade and let Cade do his magic. He made the first tackler miss, had a stiff arm in there, advanced it into Scotty territory. Pete Wilson, farthest we've been, isn't it? It is. The first time we've visited Tri-Valley territory. Hallelujah. At the 47-yard line, first down to Tim Jackson. They break the huddle. What is left? Stapled in here to the near side of the field from the right hash mark. Unbalanced line. Winners under center. Counter back to Wolford. Cade is hit hard at the 45-yard line. Forward progress will give him Boy, a flag, two. flag came out of the backfield, and it's going to be another hold against the Ironman, and they're going to mark. I think the flag's going to be dropped about the 49. They count 10 yards off that one, and that, that two-yard gain turns into about a 12-yard loss. Wow. Been an uphill battle all night. The game is rapidly moving. We're at the midway point yes. in this third quarter. We still have no score. We need timeouts for our fabulous sponsors. We do. That is such a big factor of bringing you Jackson Ironman football on the air. We're going to get them squeezed in there some way, shape, or form. On first down and 20 now. They play action. One over the middle. Good. Pass is complete to Butcher. He steps up. At the 45-yard line, wrestled down. It took him three, took three players to get him down. At the 43-yard line, so nice gain of 13 on the play. Great pass. Got hit, hit number 19 right between the one and the nine. And Brody held on to it, gets those penalty yards back, and gets a very doable second and what, seven? Well, scoreboard shows six. Six. We'll Long take six. that. Now slot to the right side. And working from the gun. At the... Got a 43-yard line. Winners on a keeper. Around the end, left side. He'll be wrestled down at the 40-yard line. He'll be shy of the first down by three. Get us to the 40, and we got to be thinking two snaps here if we need it. We need three yards. we got to keep this drive alive. Ironman are going to go wide as we see J.T. Hammonds coming in for Butcher. With more wide receivers out there. Five minutes and 30 seconds to go. Third quarter. Jackson zero. Five Valley zero. Slot to both sides of the field. Winners. Looks right. Now throws left. And we had a whistle before the snap. Stopping the clock. Timeout for Jackson. Jackson did take a timeout. We'll do the same. We'll be back with 5:17 remaining third quarter. You're listening to Jackson Ireland football on Mix 96. Hello, Osborne Equipment Service. I need to order pizza. We don't have Nimco any Propane is your lo- burger. We don't have any food. I think you might have the wrong number. You always say you have something for everyone. We do with parts and service for trucks, trailers, buses, and RVs. And we're family-owned and operated. We don't do food, but I've got a truck so I can go pick up a pizza if you want. While you're at it, my mom wants a salad. Your diesel specialist since 1979. Osborne Equipment Service in Jackson, Ohio. Call 800-937-3501. 
Nimco Propane is your local propane provider, serving all your propane needs. Nimco Propane sets all tank sizes all year round, and customer service is their number one priority. Nimco fills all orders in a timely manner, and they accept heat vouchers and carry welding supplies. Call the professionals at Nimco Propane today, 740-596-4477, or check them out on Facebook. That's Nimco Propane. Winters takes the ball, runs to the right side, and he stopped just shy. Oh, he doesn't get a very good mark there. I don't like to complain about things like that, but I thought he was going to be six inches short. He's going to be a full two yards short. And now the uh, big decision for Coach Andy Hall is the airman trying to put something together here. Jacob Winters comes on the field. Looks like the airman will go. Folks, believe it or not, it is zero to zero with 4:39 to go in this third quarter. Stapleton trips out wide to the left side. Winners takes the handoff. Here comes the pressure. Unloads it. Yes. It's caught at the 33-yard line for the first down. Brandon wow. Stapleton with the set reception. They came with about six men and pressure on um, Jacob. He stood in there strong and delivered the ball to Braden Stapleton. He made a big catch in there, and the Ironman moved the stakes for a first down. Market at the 32-yard line. That's huge. Senior to the senior there. Another first down for the Ironman. Those have been hard to come by as they give a new set of downs with four minutes and 15 seconds remaining in the scoreless third quarter. Wood looking right, then throwing it back left. Caught by Butcher out there. He breaks one tackle. Has another still on his feet as a 20-yard line. Wrestled down at the 18 after another first down. Big play there by Jake Wood. He got that great punt return taken away from him, but he came back just like he did last week. Made a nice catch and then an excellent run to advance the uh, first down marker and get us into the red zone. My apologies to Jake. I said Eli Butcher, they both have a nine on their jersey, but... Butcher has a one in front of him. 3.59 to go in this third quarter. No score, but Jackson moving. Their deepest penetration of the evening. And the ball rests at the 20 or 19-yard line. Winners has hit four in a row now on this drive. Winners trying to get in a little groove here. He sends a man in motion, making an empty backfield. That's Roerman catching the pass, and he's out on an island with that little screen, and uh, he picks up four yards down to the 15. Threw it right out to Eli Broerman, got a good block by Jake Wood, who was in the slot on that formation, and we take it down to the 15. Yards have not come easy tonight, but this is far and away the best drive for the Ironmen. Eight to four on the play, second and six with 314 remaining third quarter. Ball placed on the right hash mark. As the Ironman break the huddle, Wolford, Wood, Stapleton wide to the left. Roerman in the backfield. Now he goes in motion, and they look that way. Pitches to Roerman. Breaks one tackle. Now another. He puts his head down at the 10-yard line, and he's close to first down yards, but we have a penalty flag thrown at the end of the play. It's going to be an illegal block against the Ironman. They threw that little flare out to Eli. He was running hard with all his might, got it down there for an advancement, but the penalty flag is going to march the Ironman back and take him out of the red zone. The penalty took place right about the 15. Should put us at the 25. 
And the line is line to gain. They have to get to the uh, just about in, inside the 10-yard line. Make it the 26. It will be second down again. Second and 17 now. Yards have been too hard to come by tonight to have to overcome big penalties. So let's see if the Ironman can do it. They have been a precious commodity. Kind of gone to the shorter, quicker passes in this drive, and they've been very effective. Through the slot to the right side. For the Ironman. When he's looking that way, he's got some pressure. Now dumps it off to Broerman at the 27. Catches it, breaks the tackle. He's at the 20. And he fumbles the football. It's picked up at the 25-yard line. Hansel Holmes picks it up, and the Ironman have turned it over once again. Hansel Holmes, number 22, picked up the fumble after the big hit and returns it out to his 42-yard Jackson defense has stepped up tonight. Well, now it was the Scotties' turn as the Ironman were knocking on the door. Eli Bourbon caught the little flare, was getting a, a great run down there deep into territory. Gets hit hard. The ball is on the turf. They pick it up and advance it all the way out past the 40, Pete Wilson. I hate to have you have to go over that drive. Doggone it. Well, by far the Ironman's best drive. Uh, covered almost 60 yards, but once again ends in a turnover. Come line of scrimmage, first and ten. Two eighteen remaining in the quarter. Kyle hands off the Gers. He spins away from one tackle, but not going to get away from the Irons. Drew Wiley. Drew Wiley, good job there wrapping him up. Short gain. Gain of one. Second down and nine. Jackson defense. Maybe they feel they need to pitch a shutout tonight to have much chance. Oh, we were there knocking on the door. Finally, turnovers once again have hindered us. From their own 42-yard line. Hits quickly to the right side. And her yeah. first in trouble in the backfield. Landing camp with a big tackle for loss. Camp explodes into their backfield. They've been trying to get to the outside. Having some success all night long. Boy, Camp came hard, came quick, wrapped him up. Takes him down for the big loss. They're looking at a third and nine, about third and 16. Well, all the way back to the 35-yard line. It will be third down and 16. Now we're down to one minute, 15 seconds to go in this scoreless third quarter. Empty backfield for Max Lyle. He looks to the right. Now over the middle, forced throwing it over the field, and the ball's caught. And picking up the first down. And more. He's going to score. 25, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. Boy, Jackson had multiple shots at him. We were able to let their quarterback. We came with some blitz, some pressure. He was able to roll to his left and get outside of containment through a rope of a pass. They made a catch. We had a few shots at him back around the 30-yard line, but he picks up a block. He makes one tackler miss and into the end zone. And wow, did things change in a hurry yeah, they for are our Ironman. Appeared like they were going to heading into the red zone and score. Yet to fumble once again. And now, a few days later, the Scotties get the first score of the game. Here's the extra point on the way. It is good. Seven to nothing. Scotties takes the lead over the Ironman. 40 seconds remaining. We'll be back after this timeout.
41 seconds remaining. Seven to nothing, your score. Pete Wilson and Scotty golfers flood tonight. And they capitalize on Jackson's turnovers. Dan Morrow said, what a turnaround. Jackson driving, possibly for the go-ahead score to break the scoreless deadlock, and suddenly a fumble occurs when Jackson actually had a first down on a pass completion, and then the fumbles returned about 25 yards, and on third and long, since the ball makes a great play. you got to give him credit. A nice catch and run. He was able to get the ball close to the first down. Then he had the first down. He made a couple players miss and then just ran, outran the rest of the Army. Got one nice block late. There's some Durst, I think, to get him in the end zone. 65 yards and a touchdown. Deenan kicks the extra point, and suddenly, just like that, the Scotties lead 7 to nothing. 41.3 seconds left here in the third quarter. Thank you, Pete Wilson. Deenan will kick off for the Scotties. Sees it up on the right hash mark. And his kick. This one will be taken at the ten at the nine yard line center of the field. Up to the left side of the field and tackled short of the twenty-five yard line. I believe that was Kate Wolford, I think, with the return. Gets us out to the 24. We're seconds to go here in the third quarter. A 7-0 score. The wrong team's got the lead at the moment. Still a lot of football left. But wow, what a turnaround that was. All right, the Ironman in the huddle. Well start from their own 24-yard line. From the shotgun. Winners will have three out wide to the right. And going looking across the middle, and he's got a drag pattern. It's caught by Hammond at the 30, 35. And I think he has the first down here on the near side of the field. Jacob did a good job standing strong in the pocket. Stepped up when he saw a little room and was able to wait for the drag cut with J.T. Hammond coming clear across the field. Hit him in stride, and he takes it out for a first down to the 39-yard line. Not moving. So he did not get out of bounds, I guess. So 19-18. Ironman to the line of scrimmage. Winners take the snap of the gun. Has time. Looking over the middle. Ball is cut at the 50. And breaking away is, is Hammond. He's down to the 35. And the 30 inside the 30 to the 25-yard line with 1.6 seconds remaining. Good throw by Jacob. Hammonds did a great job of going up in the air when he went up and made the catch and came down. Defender missed him, so he does a beautiful job of running the football all the way down where they're going to mark it. The 25, you know, they're going to mark it all the way down. Looks like the 25. Yeah, 25. Yard line, maybe the 26. We'll that, see where they lay it down, right on the 25. That will be the end of the third quarter play here at Tri Valley High School. 7 0 your score. If Scotty's the leader of the Ironman, we'll break away and be back with more Jackson Ironman football after this timeout. When you think of your community bank, are you thinking of leading technology? Things like mobile banking and mobile deposit? Being able to pay a friend using Zelle? Are you thinking of best-in-class bill pay and customized account alerts? If you're thinking of those things, then you must be thinking of Jackson County Banking Center. They have leading technology and local support. And by local, we mean right here in your neighborhood. Leading technology, local support. That's Jackson County Banking Center. Member FDIC.
Auto & Truck Tire Center is your one-stop shop for all your mechanical and tire needs. Auto & Truck Tire Center offers 24-hour road service for your tires. Auto & Truck Tire Center will also come out to your farm for all your farm tire problems. So if you have a mechanical or a tire problem, give Auto & Truck Tire Center a call. 740-286-2290. That's 286-2290. Or stop in at 14700 State Route 93 in Jackson. Welcome back to Jackson Ironman Football. Dan Dobbins, Pete Wilson, Dan Morrow. Fourth quarter about to unfold. Jackson trails 7 to nothing, But they have the ball first and 10 at the Scotty. 25-yard line. Winner is empty back and swings it out. Another play action. Now he throws out the flattest toss at the 20-yard line. Is Broman going around the corner? 15 down to the 10-yard line. He's got the first down at the 10-yard line. Beautiful job of winners. He saw Broman was open in the flat, but he had a man right in his face, gave it a pump fake, got the defender down in the ground and got it out to Eli, and Eli with a great job of running. Puts it right at the 10-yard line. Is it first and goal? Does it look like it? It's just inches outside the 10-yard line. The markers are on the ground, though, okay. so I think we're going to play first and goal. We will. And here we go. From the right hash mark, the Ironman. They send Staples to the right. Hammond and Wolford to the left. And play, it's, it's the play action. They're fake, and Winters keeps it. Penalty flag comes oh. in, and it will be a gain inside the five, but again, there's a marker throw. They were going to mark Jacob. He put his head down and carried tacklers all the way down to the one-yard line, but it looks like a hold is going to be called about the five-yard line, maybe the six, and that's going to put us back outside around the 16, and that'll be first and goal once again. Seven to nothing is your score. Tri-Valley Scotties with the lone touchdown in this game. Pete Wilson, what is the frustration level of this contest? Oh, boy. I mean, both teams finally Tri-Valley broke through. That time Jackson one yard or maybe two away, and now they're back at the 16. All right, here they come. You said uh, still first down, but now at the 16-yard line. Sophomore J.T. Hammond's a couple big plays in this drive. Winners will have pressure from the backside, and he will get rid of it. And nearly intercepted. We want to say it hits the ground. But he had all kinds of pressure forcing to his right side. Defensive front for Tri-Valley has, through a lot of the night, has done a good job. That time they came with an outside linebacker blitz, actually, and they got to Jacob where they were wrangling him down, and he throws it incomplete. Saves about maybe eight yards where he'd have been sacked. Until that throwaway, winners had completed 11 in a row. Wow, that's a lot for us to still be sitting with zero points. Yeah, especially when we start out two for seven. Yep. There's winners again looking right. Now throwing about left. It's Wolford at the 10. Stays on his feet, driving, driving, and he goes down inside the 10 at the 8-yard line. Good job there. Found a nice little short out cut by Cade. Cade limping, not really at full go, but still catching the ball and getting us down to the 8-yard line. Third down and goal from the 8. 11 minutes remaining in the game with Tri-Valley leading the Ironman 7-0. Wolford stays in the game. Here comes Winters. Then Broman out of the lineup. Five wide. Empty backfield for the airmen. Winners 
Taking the snap and looking, looking, looking. He has pressure. He gets it away and it is intercepted. Airman save a pick six because that one was intercepted at the eight-yard line. He had nowhere, nobody in front of him. But he, Kate Woofford made the tackle, but they were in Jacob's face. They were wrapping him up. He's going down, tries to make a play, and uh, Scotty stepped in the passing lane, makes a catch, looked for a second like he might go the distance. Kate tackles him in the market way back around the 11-yard line, but, boy, a lot of pressure down this Jackson defense with just a little over 10 minutes to go in the contest, Pete. Yes, uh, ball taken out about the four-yard line to Slobodin. You're right. It looked like he had a window there to maybe uh, do the coup de gras there on about a 96-yard return, but they did tackle him, and Tri-Valley will have to start late in uh, or deep in their own territory, it looks like, at the 11-yard line. The Ironman on the last two possessions have turned it over deep in the Scotty territory. Here's a pitch, and... There'll be no gain on that play. I think Great. actually losing a yard is Durst as he had Braden Powell coming with pressure, and he wraps the ball carrier up. And let's see if they get him back to the line of scrimmage. A little bit of a loss there. They mark it now just inside the 10. 9.50. by the senior outside linebacker. Inside 10 minutes to go here in the game. Scotty's leading 7 to nothing. Ironman did not threaten in the first half. I've been able to put a couple of drives together. We've been in the red zone twice. Still has no points. Five consecutive quarters without a point for the Ironman. There's a screen pass set up. And it'll be picked off by Broome. And he might have a pick six. He does. Landon Landon Camp with the blitz is all over Lyle. Makes him throw it up for grabs. Surprising he did that. Broerman gets his third interception of the season. And this is the biggest one because he's able to dance it on the sideline and into the end zone. Another big play by Eli Broerman. And the Ironman now find themselves down by score 7-6. All important extra point try coming. Boy, does that give us new life. Wow. All right, Jackson. Thorpe will attempt to kick to tie the game. Wood will hold. And Ironman trying to get the right personnel on the field. But they got that now. That back to Wood. He gets it down. Kick on the way. It's up, and it is good. A tie ball game with nine minutes and 20 seconds remaining in the game, and we'll be back with more Ironman football after this timeout. Primary care online scheduling is now available at Holzer. We get it. Life is busy, but scheduling your annual well checks, physicals, recheck, or sick visits is now faster than ever. With online scheduling, you have the flexibility to schedule appointments anywhere from a smartphone or a computer. Visit holzer.org to see how convenient and easy online scheduling really is. When it comes to your health, think Holzer first. Dakota's, Jackson's premier place for steak and ribs, has been proudly serving the community since 2004. Come out and join us for all your local favorites like our one-of-a-kind onion loaf. Or treat yourself to one of our world-class hand-cut steaks. Enjoy the fall weather fireside on our amazing patio outdoor dining area. At Dakota's, your experience and safety are our number one priority. Here you're always treated like family. That's Dakota's Jackson at 451 McCarty Lane. Great food, great friends. 
Great fun. Well, the Army get their first score in five quarters, and they tie the game at 7-7 seven to seven on a pick six, Pete. Right. We're going to say that was a 16-yard interception return by Berman. Boy, he knew what to do with it. Uh, as soon as he got it, he was in full return mode. Extra point so big by Chance Fork. That young man comes through, as does the snapper and the holder. And the Ironmen have tied it up 7-7 seven to seven here with 9.20 to go in the ballgame. Ironmen penalized five yards for delay of game on the kickoff. That's an interesting call. So that moves the back to the 35-yard line. Bill we had, will we had scored in five quarters. Let's celebrate a little bit. Jeez. But we are at back this up a little bit. Here's the kick by Hay. Sends it pretty deep. And taken at the 17-yard line, center of the field. He's got the... 35, stay on the street, breaks a couple tackles, and Durst goes down at his own 42-yard line. Good return. So Lander actually brings him down, but it was an excellent return. Got a good stiff arm in there, actually broke a tackle, get it out to the 42-yard line. See if the Ironman defense can hold. This game is tied. That's seven apiece and now 9-13 to go. Jackson has two timeouts. The Scotties have all three. Defense, uh, defensive score is how the Ironmen are on the board. They've been, been but no break tonight and uh, hanging in there, and they've got us in this football game. Uh, first and 10 from our own 42-yard line for the Scotties. Pistol formation. Kyle takes the snap and looks to the left. He throws it up. It's caught by Williams. Williams trying to get around the defenders. And Makes a couple miss and then gets out to the 47. That's a pickup of five. Drew Wiley, uh, Wiley hustles to the outside there to finally wrap him up. Maybe we'll give it a four-yard gain, third and six. Landon Camp with that big play with the pressure on the quarterback in the end zone. He throws it up in the air, and then Eli Broerman with the huge defensive play. We're back in this football game. Boy, I'd like to see us get it back in our hands. Steps to the right side on the empty backfield for the Scotties. Lyle looks to the right, throws it up. It's caught by at the 50-yard line. Breaks a couple tackles and moves into Ironman territory for the first down. There was an obvious hold on that. Play. I saw it. They did finally throw the flag, and it's going to be holding on the Scotties. Mark it right about the 42-yard line. Mark them back, and so the airmen not really caught a break because it was an obvious hold. You could see it up here, so let's see if we can take advantage of that. Well, a break in the sense that it was going to be a first down yeah. after the game down yeah. to Ironman territory. I don't think they marked enough penalty yards from where that hold took place, but... They'll move it back to the 36-yard line. Basically a four-yard penalty. A.J. Denny, Ryan Taylor, the two down tackles. Mike Baker, the nose guard. Wiley, Butcher, the inside linebackers. Clock is moving, 8-15. Lyle looks right, throws left. It's caught at the 40. And... Big hit from behind by the Ironman, trying to jar that ball loose by A.J. Denny. Denny was Armin Monroe Collision Hit of the Week Award winner last week, and that was a dandy win right there. See Dulaney back on the field for the Ironman. He'll go to the nose guard position. Makes it a much more doable down and distance for the Scotties. Third, and what do we give him? Five? A long five for the Scotties. They cross their 47-yard line. Empty backfield for Tri-Valley. Quick throw. It's caught by Holmes. Holmes 
breaks the tackle and then somehow wiggles through a double sheet and picks up the first down at the 46 yard. Flag from the secondary came from deep in the secondary, thrown forward, and it's going to be a hold against the Scotties. I think. Oh, it's a face mask against the Ironmen. And that went the wrong direction on that penalty. So they got into Jackson territory, marking about the 44. They're going to chalk on penalty yardage. It'll be a five-yard penalty. Mark them right at the 40-yard line. It'll be a first down. We do have a Scotty on the turf. He's being helped to the sideline. Now with the uh, first down, ball at the Ironman 40-yard line. Scotty's have seven minutes and 26 seconds remaining. In the foot in the fourth quarter, and uh, they lead, they are tied with the Airmen seven to seven. Helping or being helped off the field is Chris Gargaz, the left tackle. It's uh, to say the entertainment value for this game has sure picked up the second half. It certainly has. Zero to zero at halftime. Seven to seven now. Seven twenty-six to go in the fourth quarter. Scotty football. Head officials wanting the clock to start. It does. Clock is certainly going to be a factor now. Trips to the left side for the Scotty. Lyle hands off to Dirk. Coming around the right end. He breaks the tackle to 41. Still on his feet. Works his way to the 30-yard line. He's very close to a first down. They have run hard. They were able to break a tackle or two there. He, he's going to be marked about a yard short of the first down. Took a big hit over here. On yes, the he side. did, and it was marked at the 31-yard line. Bob continues to move. 50-50. Now to go to the game on the tied up at 7-7. Seven seven. Play clock down to 15 seconds. Scotty's still in their huddle. Need a yard. They got multiple snaps to get it. Miles takes the snap. He'll keep it. He'll go around the left end. He has the first down. Tripped up. Like Wiley and also Wiley and Davis in there on Davis. the tackle, but it is a first down for the Scotties inside the 30-yard line. Mark it all the way down to the 27. Clock maybe becoming a factor here. As the uh, clock is becoming a big enemy for us. I don't know what their kicking situation is. If a field goal is in play for them, but they're not far from that area. Scotties taking their time in the huddle. They'll snap this ball with. Folks, it is a 7-7 football game. Midway past the midway point in this fourth quarter. Max Lyle takes the handoff. And getting the carry. Number 31. Dave Wallace with the carry. He bounced off the tackle. It looked like he may have touched the knee to the ground. He did. That's what they called Andrew Brent. Davis hit him hard. And that forced him to hit a knee on the ground. So, excellent job defensively. No gain on the play. Yeah, they're going to give him one. Give him one yard. That's all at second and nine now. Ball placed in the center of the field. Scotty. Very deliberately taking some time off that clock. Trips to the left. Single wide out to the right. There's a snap. Back to Lyle. Looking. Looking over the middle. This is wide open and over. Come out of the backfield. Lyle had time to stand there and allow that kind of a slow play to develop. 
running back circles around, gets behind our defenders. He hits him in stride, and the Scotties regain the lead with 5.07 to go in this contest. There's the extra point. Out of the hold of Thomas Williams. Did it? Carter Dunning will tie it up. 14 to 7. The Scotties have retaken the lead. 5.07 to go. We'll be back with more Ironman football after this timeout. From football Friday nights to soccer Saturdays, our local sporting events are a great opportunity to spend time with your family. The Gagaventon Educational Service Center encourages all area families to attend a game, cheer on your team, and build traditions. Check out our website at www.gagaventonesc.org and click on the Family and Community Resources banner for more ideas. Spend time with your family. Your home of Jackson Ironman football is Mix 96 FM. 5.07 remains in this game. Now the Scotties have taken the lead back 14-7. Okay, eight plays, 58 yards uh, on the touchdown, the go-ahead touchdown drive, some big plays along the way, uh, mainly in the passing game. And the pass is how they scored 26 yards as uh, Hansel Holmes gets behind the Jackson defense and Lyle lays it up there real nice over the shoulder. Extra point kick, very important. Goodbye, Deneen. And the score is 14-7, to Tri-Valley. We have 5.07 to go. Ironmen have that much time to work with as well as two timeouts. Well, here's the kickoff by Tate for Tri-Valley. And it will be taken inside the 10 to 9-yard line. Coming up the field left side. And it's Wolford around the 25 to the 30. Run out of bounds at the 32. Stayed in bounds. That's to set the change. It's 4.59 on the clock. Two timeouts left. Ironman did a fabulous job with just a little over a minute last week to take it down the field, get inside the, tip, the 18 before they did turn it over. And that one, let's see if the Ironman can finish the job here and get this thing tied up. This clock won't stop until the start of the snap of the ball. Ball rest just on the other side of the 35-yard line. First to 10, Jackson. Two timeouts for Jackson, three for the Scotties. 14-7, it is Tri-Valley with the lead. Hammond to the left. Trips to the right, empty backfield. They send Nolan Johnson in motion. He's got the carry. He's around the end of the right side at the 40. Dances back. Now still on his feet. Breaking tackle. He's out near the 48-yard line. That's a gain of 13. And a first down for the Ironman. Got some good blocks out there on the perimeter. Nolan did a nice job. The sophomore, big, strong runner. Carried some tacklers. Gets us out near midfield. Mark at the 48. And it's a first down for the Ironman. Clock still moving. Ironman 52 yards away from tying this up. Taking the lead depending on where they want to go. Trips to the left. Empty backfield for the Ironman. 
And they hand it off around the corner. Got the corner. 50. Down to the 45. And it's that Bo Landrum with his first carry of the game gets it down to the 45. Bo's gotten a few sna- snaps at the slot position. That time they run the jet sweep with Bo, and he did a great job of using some quickness to get around the corner. Two good snaps in a row for the Ironman. Quickly, the Ironman moving down to the Scotty 41-yard line. Lock a factor now, four minutes remaining. Yeah, you really don't want to give it up now. I mean, then the clock really becomes a factor. So whatever it takes right now to keep this drive alive. Stapleton, Landry, out wide to the right side. Johnson in motion. He, they take the handoff to him. It's winners with a keeper, and they've got him bottled up, and he'll go down for a loss of one on the play. Take the jet sweep to Nolan, and... There was just multiple players not allowing Jacob to get his shoulders turned upfield. He gets back to the line of scrimmage, maybe lost a happy yard. 335 to go in the game. Jackson trails by 7 at 14. Market just inside the 43 of the Scotties. Trips to the right. Two out wide to the left. Winners with a low snap drops the ball, but now it's going to heave it downfield, and it will be incomplete inside the five. A and a flag is thrown. Has been thrown inside the five-yard line. Boy, I tell you, our Jackson receiver did a fabulous job at selling the interference there. Bo Landrum, I think it was. Jacob put it up in the air where he had an opportunity. Got it up in the air, and boy, they rode Bo from about the 15-yard line down. He had his hands up in the air begging for the call, and he got it. Now they'll mark off the interference call. In high school, that's just from the line of scrimmage rather than as in the pros from the spot of the foul. So that's a big play for the Ironman. They move us down to the 27-yard line in a first down. 317 to go. In the game, Scotty's leading it 14 to 7. Jackson moving. And on to the football. From the right hash mark. Rowerman slides out on the screen to the left side. He's got some running room. He turns the corner to 20 and stops out, steps out of bounds at the 20-yard line, two yards shy of the first. Boy, he just did a nice job there making the catch using his ability. Coach Hall called him a warrior in the pregame show. He is exactly that. Takes it down to the 20. Second and short for the Ironman. Stops the clock. That's the important. Stopped at 3 minutes, 11 seconds. It'll be a second and two. All here on the near side of the field at the left hash mark. Staples and Johnson land to the right. Hammonds to the left. Broman goes in motion. And it takes to him. Now they swing it out. It's caught by Broman at the 20, 15, down inside the close to the 10 yard. I think they're going to mark him out at the 13. It's a great outlet for Jacob. He was looking downfield. Broman sliding out to the flats, and when nothing was there, Jacob finds him, makes a nice catch, and Broman takes it down inside the 15, and it's a first down again for the Army. They can get a first down inside the five-yard line. Line of scrimmage is now the 13-yard line of the Valley. Eli's done a great job of getting out of bounds, too, with his last two catches. Preserving those timeouts. Jackson breaks the huddle from the right hash mark. Winners, he'll fake it and he'll keep it and he'll go down right at the 11 yard line. Jacob carries him, but he took a pretty hard hit as he was going down, but he kind of shakes those off pretty easily and 
Marcus a little bit inside of the 10, just at the 9-yard line. Need to get inside the 4 to keep this alive for a first down. And the clock continues to move. Need to, get, need to get inside the end zone to keep this game alive. Yes, we do. No field goal now. Leonard. Empty backfield. From the right hash mark in the nine-yard line. Jacob looking, looking, has a time. Now rolls to his left, going back across the grain, and it's incomplete. All of a sudden, the pocket started collapsing as number 79, Mason Poultry, put the pressure on winners, and he throws it incomplete. Jacob's not scared to stand in there. He'll take the hit, trying to throw it back across the grain to Brody Butcher. Couldn't quite get enough mustard on it as he's hit on the throw. Now the Ironman meets six. Still 2.15 to go. Pocket is 2.16. The pocket stops. It is third down, folks. We have two shots at this to keep this alive. Three here to the near side of the field. Motion that way, too. And winners yes. take off and run. And he's going to be inside the five, stretching his out, and he will have the first down. It looks. It's real close if he doesn't. Jacob did a great job there making a tackler miss, found a little seam in there, danced his way, and they got him marked inside the four. So it, I think it's a first down, but we have not seen the signal yet. Yeah, it did look like, yep. Yep, I think it's first and goal. Move that, yeah, get us up. First down and goal. Just at the three-yard line. From the right hash mark. Right yeah. side of the offensive line. That's Norris and Messer over there. Give him a little room to run. Here come the arm of the line of scrimmage. Trying to back on. Gavin Jones in there to tight end. First out of the power eye formation. A little mix-up, or another handoff quickly, yes. and into the end zone, touchdown, Jackson. Braden Powell, they had three backs in the backfield, kind of a power eye left formation, they hand it to the up-back Powell, and he takes it in behind that right side of the offensive line, once again, seniors, O'Brien, Norris, Messer, doing a good job, and Powell scores to the Ironman, and an all-important extra point. 2.05 to go, Jackson trails by one, Evans will snap, Wood will hold, and Chance Thorpe will try to tie this game. Snap a little high, the kick is on the way, and it's no good! No good, low into the left, and the Jackson Ironman still trail by one with two Now you're looking at an onside kick. Now you got to consider it. you got two timeouts left. Scotty's got three. If he kicks deep, boy, you put a lot of pressure on that defense to play field position. You go for the onside kick, you're going to give up field position if they recover it. It certainly worked last week. I see in the huddle you got Jacob Winters out there. He was our onside kick specialist last week. Can we do it again? What a drive. Nine plays, 69 yards uh, for uh, the touchdown that puts the Ironman within a point. But unfortunately, uh, snap looked just a little bit high. Got the kickoff, but it was wide left. Winters is on the field. He is our kicker. So Ironman, uh, obviously everybody in the stands knows what they're going to get a try to do. 
Scotty's got nine people up there within a yard or two of the 50-yard line. All right. There's the uh, whistle. And winners will attempt this. Uh, oh, my guys, we got, got, got it. Have it. And they're going to throw a penalty. Braden Powell came up with that onside kick. Are they going to give him the 10 yards? I think his first touching. I don't think he touched it at the 49 yard. He didn't touch it until he got past the Boy, 50. the officials are talking it over. Let's see what they come up with. And there's a flag being thrown, and that is not good news for the Ironmen. Four, now five officials huddled around the fifth. Coach Hall wants an explanation. He is not a happy camper. All five officials are huddled right at the 50-yard line where the flag has been thrown. Head lineman doing a most of the talking. I mean, the head official doing most of the talking in there. The referee. Yes. There's two orange. Now, some of the Ironmen are pointing our direction. They're going to pick it up. Oh, my. Well, they're giving it to the Scotties. What was that? He pointed to the Scotties. That makes no sense. No, it doesn't. The ball was recovered by the Ironmen. It's either a penalty or Jackson football. It's like he waved the flag off and then pointed to the Scotties' direction for having the ball. Well, this is really unusual. Yeah. If you wave the flag off, it's Jackson football. Yeah. The question is, did the the airman touch it before it went to 10 yards? One official had it at the 49, which is less than 10. The other official had it at the 50 or uh, 49. Wow, made a fabulous move on that. But they're going to call him for touching it before the 50-yard line, so that makes it the Scotty's football. What is almost nearly perfect execution on the onside kick. And now what we did was give up a lot of field position. 204 to go. We got two timeouts. Scotty's have the ball. And it's on the 49-yard line. Handoff. There's the Powell again. Powell making a tackle for a loss back at the 49. Loss of two on the play. And the Ironman Burnett's one of their two timeouts. Stop Not that clock. We will take a timeout ourselves. 159 to go. We'll be back after this. When your vehicle or semi finds itself stuck on the road, call the rescue team at Angles Garage and Wrecker Service located at 10992 Chillicothe Pike in Jackson. They provide 23 and a half hours of damage-free towing and recovery service. Whether you need roadside service, a tow, or repairs, you can count on their team to get the job done. Angles Garage and Wrecker Service is also an authorized U-Haul dealer. Call Angles Garage and Wrecker Service at 577-3636. Let's the Jackson Ironman play here. On Mix 96 FM. 159 remains in the game. Jackson trails by a single point. They attempted the onside kick. Looked like it was successful. One official said it went to 10 yards. One said it didn't. And then we have a penalty. And now we're at the, the uh, Scotties are looking at a second and 12. Jackson. Had a couple tough calls last week, and that lost to Ayrton. This one ranks right up there with it. Trips to the left, empty backfield for the Scotties. Snap back to Lyle. He'll take all the pressure. Run and he'll lose yardage and go down by Wiley, making the 
Tackle for loss at the 46-yard line. Drew Wiley explodes in from his inside linebacker position. The Ironmen use their last timeout. 155 to go on the clock. It is going to be third down and 14-15. But now the Scottish, regardless, I don't, I, I don't think they want to throw it. Incomplete pass would certainly help us here. Incomplete pass certainly stops the clock, stops the clock which we have no timeouts left. We've shown we can move it down the field in a hurry, Pete Wilson, the last couple weeks. Uh, very interesting call here for Tri-Valley. you got to think that they will keep the ball on the ground there. Of course, it was empty backfield, but it looked like it was a, a quarterback run the whole time. Of course, Jackson overplaying the run, trying to get the tackle. I could see him coming out the five wide. Quarterback takes the shotgun snap, dances around back there, and eventually gets what he can, if anything, and runs it for burn a little time off, and then they can let that clock run for a little bit. But we'll see what they decide to do. Coach Cam West for the Scotties, 14-13. Dry Valley leads the Airmen, 155 to go. It's third down and 14, and Lyle rolls to his right after taking the snap. He'll take off and he'll go down. And that keeps the clock moving. It'll be a loss of one on the play. Loses a yard. The clock now is running. Fourth and 16, and I'm sure they'll take all the time they can. For, and they'll be snapping the ball back with about 5 to 105 to go. Yeah, a little over a minute. Let's see if the Jackson come there. The snaps have been a little bit sluggish. Yeah. See if we come with a little pressure there. You certainly don't want to... Uh, personal foul the kicker but wow if he could get a hand on something Wolford and Johnson and Landrum back deep for the Ironman and now a timeout on the field by the Scotties 108 to go break in the action we'll be back right after this Want to get away but just can't leave the fur babies? Well, call the Red Woof Inn. That's right, the Red Woof Inn with a W in MacArthur. The Red Woof Inn is your locally family-owned and operated loving and caring dog boarding service with a super clean facility, fully fenced area to run, plenty of attention time, and belly rubs. It'll be like your four-legged friends are on their own vacation. Book that trip now and know the dogs are cared for and safe at the Red Woof Inn. Call 740-649-8640 or contact them on Facebook to schedule. To go in the game, Tri Valley will punt it away to the Ironmen. They they lead Jackson by a single point, 14 to 15. The line of scrimmage is the Tri Valley at 45. See if the Ironmen decide to come after this punt. Got 10, 10 to the 11 up there, pretty tight. And they do come after it, but the punt is away, and it will go out of bounds. Now, pretty good field. For yeah, let's see if they mark this off properly, because that went off the side of the foot and out of bounds. Lands about the 30-yard line, but it went out of bounds well before that. Problem is, the official should have been down the field, and now he has to come back. And we'll see where they're going to mark us, and we're not getting much break on that. Now they're... At the 31-yard line. I don't. I don't think the official knew where he was going. No, but I if it's marked on the 31, we lost about at least five or six yards there. But all right. Well, the Ironmen have to score. 101 to go in the game. No timeouts remaining. Empty backfield for the Ironmen. 
Davis Scotty's on a rush forward. Comes the blitz. Winners looking over the middle. Got it out in the flat. It's incomplete at the 45-yard line. Cade Wolford had his hands on it momentarily, a little behind him. But the ball's incomplete, stopping the clock at 55. That would have been enough for a 10-yard. Well, about a 14-yard yeah, gain on there. Jacob held it as long as he could, released it, got it to the fingertips. KK went up as high as he could and got fingertips on it, couldn't quite pull it in. 55 seconds still on the clock. I am down by one. You believe in miracles. Empty backfield once again for the Army. Wolver has time looking for winner on deep over the middle, and the ball will be overthrown. The receiver, Brandon Stapleton, had his defender beaten. Got kind of to the inside of the defender, but the ball was out of his reach. Third down now, 48 seconds to go. The Army need 10 yards and keep this moving. 48 seconds remaining on the game clock. Yes, you hear the Buckeye fight song in the background. It's also the Scotty fight song. From the left hash mark, the Airman. Whitzer, Stapleton, Landers to the left. And here's Winters running the pass. Throwing it out is going to be incomplete. Brody Butcher, the intended receiver. And Winters fails to connect. So that's fourth down. And 10 now for the Airmen. This is it for the game if the Airmen do not convert. Needs to find 10 yards some way, shape, or form. 42 seconds to go. No timeouts for Jackson. Two for the Scotties. Ball mark at the 31-yard line. We need to get to the 41 to keep this game alive. And 10. Winners take the low snap, picks it up off the ground, has to speed it, and the ball will be recovered by the Ironman. But it will fourth down. The snap was low, and the Scotties have taken over at the 30 yard line of Jackson. With just 34 seconds remaining, Tri Valley will come away. As long as they can take one snap and a kneel, Tri-Valley will come away with their second win in a row. A big, big win for the Scotties. These two teams have met three times. This is the third meeting. Jackson winning 24-3 last year. They had the classic in Jackson where the Scotties won by two points, 14-12. And tonight it looks like a one-point victory for the uh, residents, Tri-Valley Scotties. And they take a knee. There's nothing the Army can do except look at the clock and let it expire. And for the second consecutive week, Jackson will lose a heartbreak. It's 14 to 13. Wow. Clock now is running, and it will wind down. There will be no more snaps in this contest. Five Alley Scotties, the young team, has 19 seniors graduate from the team last year. They come away with the victory. Pete Wilson said in the uh, pregame, and, you know, he's an all-knowing kind of guy, says the Scotties have
Mark this one on their calendar. He thinks all year long because of the way the Ironmen handled them last year at Alumni Stadium. And wow, they played with emotion tonight. They obviously played much better than they did week one. They showed great improvement last week against a good football team. They took on what we know is a good football team tonight, and they come away with a tough win. Tough, tough win. Oh, at 14 to 13. And on the other Another side, painful. a very, very painful loss for the Ironmen, and they've got to go back to the drawing board for next week. It doesn't get easier. Not a bit. For the next two weeks, the next, hate to say, the next seven weeks are going to be tough. That's why you sign up. Yes, and it is. Play Ironman football, and sure, Coach Staff Jackson will have them ready to go next week. But uh, the Ironman ball for the second consecutive week, 14-13 final here. Stay with us. Lots to come. We'll talk to Coach Andy Hall. He will statistics with some awards. We gave awards away. Yes, we do. Our, you know, Monroe's Collision and Gillum Insurance have sponsored these awards for years, and that is always a highlight, even in the losses. All right. Well, we'll take a break. We'll be back with more Jackson Ironman football right after this. The Jackson County Health Department HOPE Initiative is offering free naloxone to those who wish to have a supply of the life-saving medication. Opiates take lives and naloxone saves them. Get your free naloxone kit. Stop by the health department or call and they can mail it to you. They also offer contactless delivery. Help save someone's life with free naloxone. Provided by the Jackson County Health Department. 200 East Main Street in Jackson. Call 740-286-5094. Stop overdoses. Carry naloxone. At Atomic Credit Union, choose how you check. $5 opens your account, and you get your debit card the same day. Online and mobile banking gives you access to your account 24-7 with features like card activation and deactivation, remote deposit capture, pay another member, and bill pay. Visit us online at AtomicCU.com and unbank with us today. Federally insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Opportunity Lender. You can be sure that you're getting the right coverage at the right price. At the Sheward Folks Insurance Agency, it's all about relationship. We work one-on-one -on -one with you to make sure your auto, home, farm, or business is protected by a quality insurance company. That's why we work with a high mutual insurance group. We know you can trust a high mutual to protect what matters most to you and your family. Once you see how a high mutual cares for your needs, you'll trust them as well. Give us a call at 740-286-1708. We can recommend the best coverage from the best companies like a high mutual. Go Ironman. Like New Cleaning Services is a locally owned, family operated cleaning service based in Jackson. Like New provides a variety of cleaning services, including residential and commercial, and pressure washing. If you don't have the time or the heart to clean it, let Like New revive your dirtiest and lift your spirits. You can rest knowing the job was done right. For a done right cleaning service where quality meets integrity, call Like New Cleaning Services today for a free quote at 740 879 5055. That's 879 5055. Like the hard work of off-season conditioning and preseason training to prepare a team for a grueling season ahead, now is the time to start thinking and preparing for next tax season so on tax day, you score big. Be on the winning team and let H&R Block of Jackson's experienced tax professionals lead you to victory. Call Sally or Allison at 740-286-5601 for all your personal and business tax questions. H&R Block of Jackson. They know everything about taxes. No job too big, no job too small. Dunaway Motorsports Garage does it all. Located at 108 Chillicothe Street in Jackson, Dunaway Motorsports Garage is open and ready to repair. Specializing in automotive and farm equipment service and repair, as well as hydraulic cylinder repair, welding, and fabrication. 
Dunaway Motorsports Garage has the right kind of service for you, including the parts you bring. Stop in or call Leroy or Sherry Dunaway at 740-577-9281. Do you remember being a kid and waking to the smell of bacon frying on the stove? Or the smell of fresh steaks on the grill? Those days are not over. Dave's Custom Butchering in Wellston brings back those childhood memories with some of the best fresh meats available for your family. Smoked bacon, homemade brats, fresh ground beef, and unbelievable steaks are waiting for you at Dave's Custom Butchering. Dave's Custom Butchering, West Broadway Street in Wellston. Call ahead and we'll have your order ready. 740-384-2340. Brian Moore Construction specializes in turnkey construction, room additions, kitchen and bathroom remodels, as well as residential and commercial roofing. They also do silicone and acrylic roof coverings. Brian Moore Construction delivers quality craftsmanship on time, on budget, and according to specifications. Choose Brian Moore Construction for your next build, remodel, or roofing project. Call today for a free estimate, 740-418-6140. You're listening to the Jackson Iron Men on Mix 96 FM. Hey, Brad. 14 13 is your final tonight. The Ironman is four late, but missed the extra point trying to go to tie and possibly send this to overtime. And it just didn't happen. And uh, so the Ironman, boy, two weeks in a row, we don't get to say this very often. No. Lost back to back games. You yeah, know, we don't do it. And to, and to lose heartbreakers. Um, emotionally. Tough losses to take. Um, Coach Hall has the team out there on one knee, still talking to them. Um, it's a coach's week this week because you, you got to somehow build this team back up. We 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 got to eliminate mistakes. We're we're a very good football team. We got a lot of good players, but even some of our good players are either dropping the ball or not getting some things done. We had opportunities tonight to win this game. But we just didn't get it done, and it is so hard to lose games like this. And uh, we got such a tough schedule that it's not like we got an automatic win next week. We're going to bring bring in one of the nation's very best quarterbacks to take us on next week. So, wow, what a big week of practice this Jackson Ironman team's going to have. Yeah, to have. Holiday thrown in there. Yeah, and it's just going to be tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Ironmen certainly have to regroup. They they actually. Uh, Went uh, the two quarters last week, and then the four quarters, quarters, the first three quarters, did not score uh, for five quarters. So the Ironman got to figure something out there, eliminate mistakes, and get this thing turned around. And we got complete faith. Our coaching staff, there's none better anywhere. And Coach Hall will tell you that with his assistants, they're going to work hard this weekend. But it's hard. It's it's hard. This is this game is not for the meek. Definitely. And, and it, whether you're a player, a coach, a fan, or a broadcaster, a broadcaster they, they, this is painful. And uh, and now we're and now we're looking about two hours and thirty minutes on the drive home. All right. Well, let's give away some awards. Let's Something do positive. That. Yes. Let's, let's start do with that. Monroe Collision, hit of the game or the collision of the game. Yeah, collision of the game doesn't always have to be the hardest hit, um, but it has to be the most important hit. And for the Jackson Ironman tonight. Um, everything was going against them. They had made mistakes. They had given away some scoring opportunities. They had turned the ball over again. And finally, uh, they were able to make a big play happen, and that was 
Landon Camp rushing that fine sophomore quarterback that the Scotties have, hits him in the end zone, he wobbles a pass, Eli Bowerman makes a beautiful catch and returns it into the end zone for a defensive touchdown, was a huge play for the Ironman, but Landon Camp, senior, um, there were a lot of good hits, a lot of good hits, We, but this was a big, big play that we needed, we got it done, and Landon Camp, the senior, is doing a very fine job for the Ironman. He's a baseball player by trade, and Coach Hall said he's worked on him for years to come out and play football, and he, he's not only come out, he's a defensive starter for the Ironman, and he comes up with our Monroe Collision Hit of the Week Award winner. Thank you, Monroe, uh, for sponsoring this award. Nice T-shirts all these guys get. Uh, this is a it's a wonderful effort and award, and thank you, Monroe. You, you, you step up every week, every year. Well, Landon Camp, tonight's winner, six foot, one hundred eighty-five pounds senior, and he joins Andrew Davis and AJ Denny as this week for this year's winners. And Pete Wilson will vouch he can hit a long home run occasionally. Yes, he can, I right, that. Pete? Yes, he can. We saw a couple of them, I think. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. All right, let's uh, turn it to the player of the game, sponsored by Jason Gillum and the Gillum Insurance. Thank you, Pudge. Appreciate it. Been doing this for years and years and years, and uh, it's 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 a great sponsorship for Jackson football. We have fun doing it, and we're going to clarify this a little bit as we do every year. We pick a different player of the game every week um, until we get to the until we get to the playoffs. So uh, that doesn't mean that person who won tonight definitely won played a great game defensively our defense was a little stronger than our offense obviously they scored one touchdown on this and that a lot of big hits by him but he also scored the one offensive touchdown for the Ironman so our player of the game could be a lot of people but tonight to us it's Braden Powell uh, senior outside linebacker came in when the Ironman had it down t- inside the five yard line we went to a power formation he runs right behind that right side of the offensive line David Norris Tylen Messer Brody Butcher Nate O'Brien they gave him some room he powers it into the end zone he gets the touchdown Regrettably, we missed the extra points, and we're playing from behind like we had to do too much tonight. But uh, he is our player of the game, Braden Powell. Congratulations. Great job out there as you give everything you got every week. And it's now up to the it's – go, it's going to be a big senior week. Seniors got to circle this team around and – kind of get them headed back in the right direction. This can still be such a fun football team to watch. Just need to improve in a few areas and, and, and finish the job. And I, I, I think our Ironman will do it, but wow, what a task for next week. Uh, the task is high, but uh, congratulations and thank you uh, to Braden Powell, 5'10 senior, 200-pounder. He's our Gillum Insurance player of the game, and Pete Wilson now nods his head. Pencil is down, so I think he's ready. ready to go. All right, uh, the Ironmen, uh, kind of a Pyrrhic victory, play much better in the second half, actually evened up the stats in the second half, had the better of it in the second half, but not on the scoreboard as no team scored two touchdowns, and it comes down much more than this, but the difference on the scoreboard, uh, the missed extra point there at the end of the game. Uh, but uh, you can circle some other stats, too, that are a key, and uh, one of them would be four turnovers versus only one for Tri-Valley. Let's look at those overall stats now. Both teams with 15 first downs. Remember, Jackson had three at halftime, none at the end of the first quarter. They end up with 15. Tri-Valley also 15. Once again, Jackson only 18 plays in the first half, but in the second half, they had uh, 38. They finished with 56 plays, the same number as Tri-Valley, so Jackson dominated uh, the number of plays almost as much as Tri-Valley did in the first half. 
Jackson ends up with 124 yards rushing on 29 carries, 181 yards in the in the air. They finished with 305 yards, not bad. Uh, remember, they had 85 yards in the first half and were just sputtering along. Um, Tri Valley ends up with only 22 net yards rushing, but 288 yards passing as the sophomore shows his stuff. Uh, 310 total yards. Uh, Tri-Valley doubled Jackson up in the first half. Jackson did about the same Tri-Valley in the second half and ends up about even 310 to 305 in total yards in favor of the Scotties. Jackson was 16 out of 27 passing with one interception. Tri-Valley 20 of 29 with one interception. Jackson punted five times for uh, a 42.5 average. That's Jacob Winters. Hats off to him in that category. Four punts through 137 yards for uh, Tri Valley. Jackson, uh, has three, has five fumbles, loses three. Tri Valley did not have a fumble at all. Uh, the one interception gives Jackson four turnovers. This is coming off a week where they had five against Ironton, remember. Tri Valley had the one interception. That was a big one, of course. It went the other way for six, thanks to Eli Broerman, but still only one turnover versus four for Jackson. Jackson had seven penalties for 65 yards. Tri Valley had six penalties for 60 yards. Individually, Jacob Winters running the ball, 15 carries, 54 yards. Cade Wilford, four carries, 22 yards. Uh, Nolan Johnson, four carries, 24 yards. Braden Powell, only one carry, but it was for the three-yard touchdown. He is the player of the game. Eli Broerman, three carries, five yards. Jackson never really got untracked very well in the running game. Had some nice runs in the second half, but just really had trouble sustaining the run the whole time. And then, of course, the pass seemed to work better in the second half. Winners ends up 16 out of 27. No touchdowns tonight, though. One interception for 181 yards. He uh, kind of distributed the ball around to different guys. Eli Berman out of the backfield ended up the leader. Six receptions for 78 yards. Jake Wood had three receptions, uh, had three receptions for 51 yards. Uh, for uh, Tri-Valley, uh, Durst, 14 carries, 31 yards. Had some nice carries, but the Ironman kind of bottled him up much better in the second half, uh, reacted to the to the ball, able to cut off his end runs. Uh, Liao had uh, 10 carries for no yards. He's the quarterback. That was net yardage. But he throws for uh, 20 completions in 29 attempts, two touchdowns, one interception. Pretty good. Uh, very, very good stats for the young sophomore. Looks like he uh, he's already a good one. Stood in the pocket. He can only get, he's only yeah. going to get better. Yep, he did. He is. Uh, Jackson did a little bit better job defending the pass in the second half when they put a little more pressure on. All right, thank you, Pete Wilson. But the end result, unfortunately, 14-13, Tri Valley victory. Yeah, I'm gonna miss that extra point to uh, tie it up and hopefully go into overtime. But they they did have the opportunity on the onside kick. Looks like they worked. Wow, that was a tough call, and it'll be interesting. Coach Hall not made his way up here. I mean, he's got a lot of things on his plate right at the moment, and he, he, he usually does make it up to talk to us. But would love to uh, see the replay on that one. That would have been huge for us. Yeah, would have given us the ball at yeah. the 49-yard line. And it was Braden Bauer, player of the game, that recovered that play. And boy, if he if he did. It, it, might have been about nine and a half yards when he got it. Um, it was close. Yeah. It was very close. Right. This is this is of course you know what I want to happen, but I thought he got the ball over the ten yards. That's what it looked like to me. But of course it Why was momentum. Refereeing. We sure could have used that. Well, that's how I probably would have called it right or wrong. It was it was a bang bang play. It was very similar to the Jacob touchdown last week. Right. That could have got us a win there. That 
lot of people down in that end zone. Now, granted, they might have been Jackson fans, but they felt he was into the end zone before the ball got knocked loose, and that was a big play, too. So some of the calls, when things are tough, sometimes those calls just go against you, and you've got to somehow overcome it, and it's been two weeks in a row on Some those. people would say, well, you put yourself in these positions. Like you really Absolutely. That, and then Absolutely. Yeah, then you've got to, then you're, yeah. yep. if you and, don't uh, put yourself in those positions, then uh, maybe you don't get those kind of calls. But uh, Coach Hall is working his way up here. We are going to get a chance to talk to him. We'll have a uh, uh, Give chance. him a break. Or yeah. He catched his breath when he gets up here, so we'll take a break. And then uh, be back with Coach Andy Hall right after this. Uh, the game's almost over. we got to start thinking about feeding these guys. No problem. I'll just hit my burrito button. And burritos magically appear? Pretty close. Hothead Burritos now has online ordering, so I can order all our favorites for quick pickup on the way home. Yes. Best mom ever. I know. Make sure you tell our kids that, too. What do you have? I'll have a burrito with brown rice, chicken, pico. Online ordering is now available at hotheadburritos.com. Hit your burrito button. H-E-R Realtors is now doing business as Howard Hanna Real Estate Services. The same great service, the same great people, just a different logo. This month, when you list with Howard Hanna and Jackson, you'll get a free professional detail cleaning of your home before it goes on the market. And for buyers, Howard Hanna has a 100% buyback guarantee for any Howard Hanna home listing you purchase and aren't happy with. Some restrictions apply. Call Howard Hanna and Jackson at 740-577-9551 for more details. Call it sold with green and gold. With power and versatility, the Kubota M7 tractor is built for hay and forage work. With up to 168 horsepower, it has superior loader lift capacity, easy-to-use controls, and all-day comfort. It also comes with your choice of a 30 by 15 semi-power shift or Kubota variable transmission, and it was rated number one in durability and owner experience. Talk to or visit your hometown Kubota dealer, Rice or Equipment of Lucasville on US 23, or in Jackson at 486 Burlington Road for a demo today, or visit them online at riceorequipment.com or on Facebook. Configuring the Bluetooth, deciding who controls the music, remembering where you parked. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with an auto owner's insurance independent agent, getting the right coverage for your vehicle doesn't have to be one of them. So you can get back to more important things, like remembering if you're on the third or fourth level of the parking garage. That's simple human sense. Contact your local auto owner's insurance agent, Darrow Insurance Agency, at 340 South Pennsylvania Avenue in Wellston. Call 384-2630. When you hear this, the number to call is 740-286-5864. For the Glass Garage, Greg Hogue and the fine staff of the Glass Garage, located at 198 Morton Street, Jackson, is ready to fix that broken window. The Glass Garage is your auto glass specialist. They also do residential repair to fix that broken window at the home. The Glass Garage, phone 740-286-5864. Remember, the Glass Garage. Do you have a roofing or siding project? At Higgins, they manufacture steel roofing and siding every business day. With 16 colors in stock and 70,000 pieces of trim, they are prepared to ship your project immediately. Remember Higgins for your 40-year warranted, Energy Star compliant, American-made steel roofing and siding. Located on AC Avenue, just off 35 in Jackson. Call 800-782-4239 or visit them on the web at HigginsRoofing.com. Big Bowl, Lil Bowl, Low Cal, Low Carb. 
keto, paleo. At Hothead Burritos, we have fresh, healthy choices in just the right size with custom craft recipes that are perfect for you. Build your own personal big or little bowl your way and with way more choices at Hothead. Crisp veggies, signature sauces, hot off the grill lean chicken, tender steak, mouth-watering pork, and more. Don't give up taste. Get more flavor. Get more freshness. Get more at Hothead Burritos. With power and versatility, the Kubota M7 tractor is built for hay and forage work. With up to 168 horsepower, it has superior loader lift capacity, easy-to-use controls, and all-day comfort. It also comes with your choice of a 30 by 15 semi-power shift or Kubota variable transmission, and it was rated number one in durability and owner experience. Talk to or visit your hometown Kubota dealer, Ricer Equipment of Lucasville on US 23, or in Jackson at 486 Burlington Road for a demo today, or visit them online at RicerEquipment.com or on Facebook. You're listening to the home of the Ironman. Mix 96, WKOV-FM Oak Hill, a Jackson County broadcasting station. Post-game activities continue here at Tri-Valley High School as the Jackson Ironman for the second week in a row losing, lose a heartbreaker. 14-13 is your final. Uh, as the Scotty's come away with the one-point victory. Coach, uh, thank you for joining us tonight. And, Tell us a little bit about the, you know, the first half of that game. I just couldn't seem to get any rhythm going whatsoever. No, we didn't even cross the 50 yard line the first half. That was, that was the most putrid offensive performance in 14 years I've been head coach here at Jackson. I'm going to take credit for that. We're going, we're going to get this fixed this week. Absolutely no excuses for what we're seeing. I mean, we got dominated up front. We're fumbling the ball again, making bad reads, running the wrong route. I mean, the whole offense. It's absolutely disgusting. I mean, I, I there's not more. That's what I told the kids. I said, you know, thank God our defense played their butts off tonight because they had the ball inside our 20 yard line. You said, how many snaps? Eight, 10, 12 snaps, and we give up no points. Um, we fumble deep in our territory, start off the game. Um, you know, we get a big play, we get a holding call, uh, get a clip call. I mean, we can't get out of our own way. We had four turnovers again tonight. I don't know how many penalties we had, but it was a bunch. Um, critical time. Critical time. Every one of them came up. Critical times. Um, so every this time we get love to call a hold, actually on both teams. Right. I mean, offensive linemen had no margin of error. None. None. And it was both ways. I mean, they probably had, I'd say, six or seven holding calls themselves. But when you don't cross the 50-yard line at halftime and it's zero-zero, you're you're blessed, but you're not you're not going to live that long doing that. So we go to halftime. We started making some adjustments. We thought we had something going real early, and it's three and out. I mean, it's just disheartening because you can't get any rhythm to set anything up. You know, we can't get any of the running backs in rhythm. We can't get our passing game in rhythm. You know, we, we're trying to shuffle guys up front, and we're not getting rhythm with those guys. I mean, it's just a whole unit. We're just, I mean, it's not like, okay, we got one or two guys. I mean, I got enough guys to play. If there's one or two guys hurting us, we can pull them out. But none of us are playing well enough to be able to set anything up, say, okay, we can run this play, we can run that play, we can set it up with this play. It's just grab back. And the fact that we were 0-0 at halftime, my Lord, I mean, our defense was all over the place. And played, lucky and well, we're yeah. tickled to death yeah. on that side of the ball. But, you know, and then we get back in the second half and make the adjustments and – same old thing. We've got to a point we had to get in spread formations and throw it almost every down. We can't live doing that. Um, 
you know, we were able to get the ball out in space on a lot of bubble screens and different things. You know, Jake Wood, I thought offensively, if you got to look at one guy, some plays, and Jake Wood makes great play. Return called back. That was yes. a fabulous play. He got hurt tonight on the ribs. I'm hoping he's going to be okay. But he, if you look at offense, he stood out. I mean, and then kicking game, we got that's the ball chain tonight. Had too. a nice block from a so position. That's one bright spot that we had. But we can't live just throwing bubble screens the whole year, you know. Um, again, second half, you know, defensively, we're you know we're we're taking care of business. We got we got burned on a vertical concept late, uh, but again, we came back. It's just you know, in the defense, what sets up our you know they score the first touchdown for us. Big, Eli, big hit you know, by Landon Camp on the quarterback bobbles that pass yep. up, and there's Eli with his third interception this year. In well, Tennessee. and I mean, here's Eli. He you know, he I know he felt horrible. He fumbled the ball earlier. He comes back and makes a play, mm-hmm. you know, and gets us in the end zone. Um, but again, offensively. It still was the same old thing, you know. Um, you know, we had, we score late. We got a little bit of a drive going. You know, Jacob, we ran a lot of power. We call power read. We're going to fake the jet. He's going to read, and if the end goes out, he comes up inside. No, he was hurt too. He had a hip pointer uh, late in the game, but just told him, man, we got to suck it up, and he did. Um, we get the ball down. We score. You know, with a couple minutes to go in the game, you know, we missed the extra point. But again, it should never come to that. You can't win. You know, I told him, I said, guys, last year we had junior linemen, first-year starters at running back, first-year starting quarterback, and we're averaging 42 points a game. This year, all you guys are back, bigger, faster, stronger, and we don't cross the 50-yard line until the third quarter. We're going to work this week because there is no rest for this. I mean, it's not like we can still start for ourselves because next week we're going to play a team that averages 60 points a game. So if they want to get ran out of Alumni Stadium for the first time in I don't know how many years, then keep doing what we're doing, and that's exactly what's going to happen. So we're going to have – it's going to be gut check time. You know, as an offensive staff, we're going to be crunching numbers. We're really going to work on what can we do. And then on practice this week, we are going hard. I mean, and I tell them, if you can't, you can't take it, then you got to be out because we're going to keep this thing going. I told us the guys, last year, after the first five games, we were 3-2. and two going into the league, and we ran the table. I said, there's no reason why we can't do that again, but we got to be able to score points. And, you know, we're one and two right now. It's not where we want to be. But, you know, by golly, this, this is Ironman football. I mean, it's time to suck it up and quit feeling sorry for yourself. Look yourself in the mirror and say, what can I do to help this team get better? Because this is a bunch of garbage. This is unacceptable. And I told we are not lowering the standard because you can't meet it right now. We're going to raise the standard even more, and you guys are going to bust your tails, and you're going to meet that standard because that's what we do here. So, you know, I've got some good seniors. They understand. And I know their faith. These guys, it's not like they're not trying. All right? I mean, they're frustrated, too. But it's just like we can't get any breaks going. And it's almost like now we're looking to see, okay, we got a big run. Oh, okay, where's the flag? Uh, we got a big play. Oh, where's the, you know, oh, is the ball? Did we fumble it? Did we throw a pick? Did we do what? I mean, it's like we're waiting for their shoe to drop for something negative to happen. And, you know, we, got, we can't get out of our own way right now. Well, I hate to bring it up, but the um, onside kick was execution almost perfect. Perfect. Braden Powell made a great recovery. Right on the 50-yard line. And that was a right very on tough play for us right there because that was kind of a game difference. Right. I mean, because we got the momentum. And, of course, they can't look at our iPads, but we're looking back on the play, and it's clear the ball's right on the 50-yard line. 
and that should have been our ball. But now, again, they can't see that. I mean, they can't see the review. Um, but they should be right on it. They should not have missed that. But at the end of the day, why are we kicking an onside kick? You know, yeah. we should not be in that yeah. situation. Put I was yourself, say, you put yourself yeah, in we put ourselves in that situation. You know, I, I, no, no one feels worse than Chance Thorpe right now. But it should not even come to that. He should have had about five or six extra points. And so you miss one, you miss one. All right? But when you score one touchdown in a game on offense, uh, there's a lot of things going wrong besides missing an extra point. Western Brown coming to town next week. And, it's you know, we're, we're going to ask for the kids to – kind of make a comeback, let's ask for the fans to fill Alumni Stadium again like they did against the, in the Iron Game and give us that home field advantage. Right. I mean, we're going to honor our Pee Wee program next week, and we're going to honor those kids and coaches. Those kids are so thrilled to run out through that yes. helmet. It's a, it's a fun to watch. It is, and they're excited about it. But again, you know, you know, our community, they've never let us down yet, and these kids, you know, they need their support right now. I mean, they need people they really do. instead of, you know, pouncing on their backs and saying, you can't do this, you guys are terrible, coach is terrible, I mean, whatever. You know, they got to support these guys. And then the kids got to support each other. I mean, because at the end of the day, it's all about us in the locker room. No one else is going to help you. You know, um, you know, as coaches, we're not giving up. We're going to keep working. We're going to keep grinding. Um, we're going to be doing it all weekend, you know, working on how can we move the football. Uh, like I said, defensively, I'm, I'm proud as heck of our kids. I thought Coach Taylor and, and, and the defensive guys did a great job. Great scheme, but I mean, when you give them, when they only have to have forty yards to score a touchdown, you're not going to stay. You're going to keep throwing shutouts much more. And so, we do that next week. We'll give up a hundred. I mean, you just can't do that. So, you know, we got to get this thing going. You know, our special teams got a little bit better. You know, a little bit, but I mean, we're still struggling there as well. But you know, we, we'll find answers. I mean, that's what we're going to. You know, that's what we're going to do. I mean, I have no options at this point, but. It's frustrating. I know everyone in that locker room is frustrated. They're upset. This is not where we wanted to be. But you know what? Like I said, after five games last year, we were three and two. So if we can find a way to move the football, we can win these next two, be three and two again going into the conference, and let's go. All right. But a lot, lot to play for. A lot to play for still. That's right. Well, Coach, thanks for joining us again, and we hope to talk to you next uh, Friday night. Hopefully on a lot better note. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, yep, we'll be. be ready to go. Thank you, Coach yep. Hall. Thanks, guys. Coach Long Andy trip Hall. home. Yeah, well, it's all drive safe. Uh, Coach Andy Hall and his comments. Post game tonight is Jackson Ironman. Ironman lose it tonight by one, 14 to 13. And uh, well, he kind of laid it on the line there, didn't he? Oh, uh, yeah, and he does. Uh, you know, that's why we've appreciated his interviews all through the years uh he doesn't pull any punches and uh and the kids they know that they they know you know what to expect and they kind of know what task is in front of them and it'll be very interesting to see how this is a great group these young people are great kids we're so lucky that we're blessed with great kids here at jackson high school and uh It'll be really interesting to see how they bounce back from this. All right. You ready for a 110-mile trip home? Uh, do I have a choice? <laughs> no, you don't. No, I don't, do we? All right. Thank you, Erica, back at the uh, station. For, oh, Erica over here to help she us She does out. a fabulous job. And so, uh, for, until next week, for Pete Wilson and Dan Morrow, this is Dan Dobbins saying so long, everyone.
you can be sure that you're getting the right coverage at the right price. At the Sheward Folks Insurance Agency, it's all about relationships. We work one-on-one with you to make sure your auto, home, farm, or business is protected by a quality insurance company. That's why we work with Ohio Mutual Insurance Group. We know you can trust Ohio Mutual to protect what matters most to you and your family. Once you see how Ohio Mutual cares for your needs, you'll trust them as well. Give us a call at 740-286-1708. We can recommend the best coverage from the best companies like Ohio Mutual. Go Ironman. Like the hard work of off-season conditioning and pre-season training to prepare a team for a grueling season ahead, now is the time to start thinking and preparing for next tax season so on tax day, you score big. Be on the winning team and let H&R Block of Jackson's experienced tax professionals lead you to victory. Call Sally or Allison at 740-286-5601 for all your personal and business tax questions. H&R Block of Jackson. They know everything about taxes. Iron City Implement at the corner of Broadway and Water Streets in Jackson is your one-stop spot for keeping your life on track and moving. Whether it's home or commercial, Iron City Implement has you covered with quality Napa brand auto parts and more. They have all the tools to make that job easier and done right. Milwaukee powered tools, gas-powered generators, tools and parts and products you may have never even thought you needed. Need a special part you just can't seem to find anywhere else? There's a good chance that you'll find it at Iron City Implement. This is Joel Wood with Infinity Insurance Solutions in Jackson. Having the right players in the right places is critical for positive outcome. We at Infinity Insurance Solutions have some of the best. This puts Infinity Insurance Solutions in the best position to get the best insurance value for your business, business auto, home, personal auto, classic vehicle, life, IRAs, and annuities. Let our team find the best solution for you. Infinity Insurance Solutions of Jackson. Call Joel Wood, Shauna Davis, or Twain Boring at 740-286-4385. Would you like to work closer to home, save money on gas, and be rewarded for your hard work and attendance? Then Belicio Foods is looking for you. That's right, Belicio Foods is now hiring for multiple positions and shifts with great employee benefits, an on-site health clinic, competitive wages, and advancement opportunities. Belicio Foods is a company that truly values their employees. Apply online at BelicioFoods.com slash careers. Nimco Propane is your local propane provider serving all your propane needs. Nimco Propane sets all tank sizes all year round and customer service is their number one priority. Nimco fills all orders in a timely manner and they accept heat vouchers and carry welding supplies. Call the professionals at Nimco Propane today, 740-596-4477 or check them out on Facebook. That's Nimco Propane. What does it mean when you join our team at Holzer? Well, lots of things. It means a family atmosphere with competitive pay rates. It means new nurse training and professional development. It means tuition reimbursement and continuing your education. It means paid holidays off, including your birthday. Are you considering a career at Holzer? Then visit holzer.org to learn more. Think Holzer first. 
Want to get away but just can't leave the fur babies? Well, call the Red Wolf Inn. That's right, the Red <gasps> Inn with a W in MacArthur. The Red Wolf Inn is your locally family-owned and operated loving and caring dog boarding service with a super clean facility, fully fenced area to run, plenty of attention time, and belly rubs. It'll be like your four-legged friends are on their own vacation. Book that trip now and know the dogs are cared for and safe at the Red Wolf Inn. Call 740-649-8640 or contact them on Facebook to schedule. <gasps> H-E-R Realtors is now doing business as Howard Hanna Real Estate Services. The same great service, the same great people, just a different logo. This month, when you list with Howard Hanna and Jackson, you'll get a free professional detail cleaning of your home before it goes on the market. And for buyers, Howard Hanna has a 100% buyback guarantee for any Howard Hanna home listing you purchase and aren't happy with. Some restrictions apply. Call Howard Hanna and Jackson at 740-577-9551 for more details. Call it sold with green and gold. Like New Cleaning Services is a locally owned, family operated cleaning service based in Jackson. Like New provides a variety of cleaning services including residential and commercial and pressure washing. If you don't have the time or the heart to clean it, let Like New revive your dirtiest and lift your spirits. You can rest knowing the job was done right. For a done right cleaning service where quality meets integrity, call Like New Cleaning Services today for a free quote at 740-879-5055. That's 879-5055. High school football is back. At Queen Bee Cleaning, we understand what this means for families. Long nights and dirty equipment thrown throughout the house. As a parent myself, I know how fast it can all pile up. Let your players focus on sweeping the floors with their opponents. Queen Bee can handle the ones at home. We offer professional cleaning with a personal touch. We're insured and offer cleaners for both residential and commercial properties. So if the busyness of the season has you in a pinch, call Queen Bee Cleaning at 740-418-2710 or message us on our Facebook page today. Hey, all you Ironman football fans, we're back with the Gillum Insurance Player of the Game. Tune in each and every week to 96.7 and listen to Dan and Dan give their Player of the Game picks brought to you by Gillum Insurance. And also make sure you stop by and see us at our new location, which is located at 228 Broadway Street in Jackson, Ohio. So stop by or give us a call at 740-395-0357. Make sure you're covered. See you. I'm so bored. There's nothing to do here. That makes one of us because I go bowling at Leo Wilson every week. You do? Yes. I joined the league. Which means I go to Leo Wilson to bowl and have fun socializing with my friends weekly. Do you ever get hungry when you go bowling at Leela of Wilson? Not anymore since Amori's Pizzeria popped up inside of Leo of Wilson. They bring award-winning pizza to my bowling team's table every week. Man, that sounds like fun. Can I still join the fun at Leela of Wilson? Sure you can. Leagues are now forming. Stop in at 15 North Park Avenue in Boston or give us a call at 740-384-6670. Are you looking for a great tractor at an affordable price? Stop by Wagner Rental of Jackson to test out an LS tractor. From 25 horsepower to 100 horsepower, Wagner Rental has the perfect LS tractor for you. All LS models are backed by a two-year full warranty and a six-year drivetrain warranty so you can't go wrong. With over 50 years in the farming business, LS Tractor is your trusted source. Come by Wagner Rental on Twin Oaks Drive in Jackson to get finance for your new LS Tractor today. Excel in your field. Osborne Equipment Service. Is he out there? You sure you've got the right number? Is he there? What's he look like? He's got white hair and spots. Is Ralph your dog? He's a Dalmatian. 
Station. Why would he be here at Osborne Equipment Service? You always say you have something for everyone. We do with service for trucks, trailers, buses, and RVs, and we're family-owned and operated. Maybe you should look in your backyard for Ralph. I'll just call his cell phone. Your diesel specialist since 1979. Osborne Equipment Service in Jackson, Ohio. Call 800-937-3501. When you think of your community bank, are you thinking of leading technology? Things like mobile banking and mobile deposit? Being able to pay a friend using Zelle. Are you thinking of best-in-class bill pay and customized account alerts? If you're thinking of those things, then you must be thinking of Jackson County Banking Center. They have leading technology and local support. And by local, we mean right here in your neighborhood. Leading technology, local support. That's Jackson County Banking Center. Member FDIC. When your vehicle or semi finds itself stuck on the road, call the rescue team at Angles Garage and Wrecker Service located at 10992 Chillicothe Pike in Jackson. They provide 23 and a half hours of damage-free towing and recovery service. Whether you need roadside service, a tow, or repairs, you can count on their team to get the job done. Angles Garage and Wrecker Service is also an authorized U-Haul dealer. Call Angles Garage and Wrecker Service at 577-3636. Let's hook up. You've been listening to Football Friday Night in Southern Ohio and Jackson Ironman Football on Mix 96 FM and around the world on the Total Media Radio app. Jackson Ironman Football has been brought to you by Auto and Truck Tire Center, Iron City Implements, Wagner Rental, Jackson County Health Department, Glass Garage, Holzer Health Systems, Howard Hanna Realtors, Higgins Steel Roofing, Dunaway Motorsports Garage, Infinity Insurance Solutions, Honda Suzuki Polaris KM and KO of Jackson, Red Wolf Dog Kennel, Angles Garage, General Mills Totinos, Webb's Heating and Cooling, Brian Moore Construction, Dakota's Roadhouse, Gallia Vinton Educational Service Center, Temple Fitness, Gillum Insurance, sponsor of the Player of the Game. Hothead Burritos, sponsor of the Coach Andy Hall pregame show. And Monroe Collision Center, sponsor of the Collision of the Game. Jackson Ironman Football has also been brought to you by Sheward Folks Insurance, Belicio Foods, Ohio Valley Bank, H&R Block of Jackson, Leella Lanes of Wellston, Paisley Permanent Cosmetics, Atomic Credit Union, A&A Truck Stop, Dave's Custom Butchery, Dan Daly State Farm Insurance, Nimco Propane, Four Winds Community, Riser Equipment, McDonald's of Jackson, Queen Bee Cleaning, Miguel Christian Salon and Day Spa, Osborne Equipment Service, Jackson County Banking Center, Darrow Insurance Agency, and Light New Cleaning. Don't miss a snap of Jackson Ironman football all season long on Mix 96 FM and around the world on the Total Media Radio app. Football Friday night in Southern Ohio has been a presentation of Total Media and Jackson County Broadcasting.